Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Damn, dude. You know he's coming off that breakup. Dude. Oh, yeah, dude. You know he's, he felt this he song. He this song right now. Like... He doesn't even cry singing the lyrics. He just cry sings the lead. Hell yeah. The lead guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I pulled up the YouTube video and like one of the only comments I saw was from your mom. Oh yeah, my mom's from Byron. Like, she's song, all over it, man. The other one is your brother. makes me feel so sad for you. Or something. <laughs> it was a really it's depressing something comment. Depressing as fuck. <laughs> my son, right? my, my, who broke Irene my son's heart? <laughs> Uh, live from the studio, I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. And uh, tonight we have a podcast that has a lot of years in the making. A lot of years in the making. Uh, I'm here with my band, sophomore, uh, John Burkhart. You've been on the podcast several times, dude. I've been here a couple times, yes. Once as a friend of Juice Bruns. True. Who is now apparently famous. He's very famous, yes. I wish KFC would it. just randomly share our stuff, dude. Wouldn't that be nice? If El Presidente just reposted tendencies out of nowhere. <laughs> It'd be nice if he'd be like, this song fucks. <laughs> like me. Plays through the roof. If he so just wait, makes it the what back. What happened? Um, KFC Barstool just posted Juice's new song. Oh, like, nice. For no reason. Crazy. Other than he liked it. Oh. It's crazy that can happen. Yeah. Like, how did it even run across it? It's wild. That's that's like the beauty of the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, you were also here as the drummer for Thunder Club. You were here first as Juice's friend. Yes. That yeah. was when I kind of like barely knew you. I am Juice's well. associate. Yes, yes. Yeah. you are Juice, which is a <laughs> powerful credit now. Yep, yep. Uh, and now you're here as a drummer for sophomore. And of course, first time appearance, my friend, my confidant, Joe Niehaus. Inaugural. Inaugural. Yeah. The guitarist, bassist, utility man, backup vocals. And uh, this is actually well-timed. This is like the first time we've had a guest on in like, well, how long has it been? Shit. I think the last guest we had on was Ivan and Jay Beats. I know. So I like forgot how to have guests. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, should I get all jacked up on Monster Aid tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I knew I couldn't do Monster Aid tonight. Just, that would have fucked me. Oh, up. my God. I was like, wrong with the coffee. <laughs> you guys want to listen to the song again? <laughs> Let's do it. Pause. What were you guys thinking at that moment when making the song? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys just released your like debut single as a band. Yes. It's tendencies. A, yeah, I consider it the debut single. I think we all consider the debut single. This is like the first one that you guys all wrote together. Yeah. yeah right? Correct. Yeah. And it's really the first song ever that I've actually... Ever. Ever. I mean, as far <laughs> as... This is the first song. <laughs> Reinventing the wheel here. Yeah, dude. All songs are based in before tendencies and after tendencies, dude. We're in one AT right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, dude, uh, we put it out. I pitched it to a couple Spotify playlists. I can read you. I haven't gone over our, our reviews for Spotify yet. I kind of wanted to do that. That'd be hilarious. Well, totally do that. Live on the air. Yeah. Because be uh, we are, unfortunately, well, we've, we've killed it on SoundCloud. I mean, we've absolutely mm -hmm. crushed it on SoundCloud. We're at like Perfect. almost 16,000 plays and counting. Holy oh, nice. shit. Like, wow. Crushing it. Uh, like 
25 comments, people digging it, tons, like 80, 90 reposts. Those comments mm-hmm. are incredible. Oh, yeah. Dude. I like the, the guy Rob who, Thomas uh, one is very cool and epic. That's, that's my favorite. <laughs> Very cool and yeah. epic. and epic. V A R Y, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I go through this like Russian repost guy who like barely speaks English. <laughs> and so I just hit him up. Like I send him like a full paragraph and then he just replies with a link for his PayPal. I'm like, all right. Perfect. <laughs> and then I'd be like, all right, we'll do, we'll do promo. But it works. It's $30. It's the best $30 you ever spent. We spent three, we spent almost $400 on Spotify and still nothing so far. We're 0 for 7. In podcast. So wait, what does that mean? Oof. So we go through this, and uh, we go through this uh, website called Playlist Push, which if anybody's listening that makes music, I highly recommend it, even though uh, it's not working great for us at the moment, but we got a long <laughs> way to go. I highly recommend if you want to spend a lot of money for no results. It worked for us last time. Yeah, decently. it worked for girls like you, but it, it, I, I looked at it, and every single playlist that reposted us was like a Brazilian or like Spanish playlist. That's fine, though, dude. It's fine, oh. dude. We can get go that, to Latin get America. Get that money, dude. Yeah. Get yeah, the money. Portuguese, dude. We'll go Who down to the Sevastopol. We'll go down to the favelas and fucking rip it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude. I wouldn't mind a Brazil tour, dude. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, we got like a Brazilian fans down there. Yeah. And they loved it, dude. I think they... I think they... <laughs> I think they fuck with just like that like kind of like 90s rock. That was a very like Third Eye Blind-esque yeah. uh, song. I'm trying to pull up the reviews right now and see what we're looking at here. But of course, my phone is not cooperating. Let's see. Are all these people Russian too? No. Uh, a couple of them definitely speak English, <laughs> I would say. Uh, let's see. One second. Let's see if I can pull it up. I'm so glad. But I guess like th- you go through that website and then it like pushes it to like people who have yeah, like, so followings the w- or much. whatever. Yeah. The way it works is you set your budget and then you, it has, it's a website that has a bunch of, playlist curators on spotify that uh that like work for the website or like work with the website Mm -hmm. and so they're paid to when playlist push sends them a song they're paid to listen to it leave a review and then decide whether or not they're going to include it in their playlist and so there's no guarantee you're going to get in there which is good in my opinion because you don't want to just get onto a playlist that'll accept anybody just for a certain amount of money because then people are going to not listen to that playlist because anybody who's willing to pay X amount of dollars is on there and then you're listening to potentially a lot of shitty music. You know what I mean? So every playlist curator is kind of, you know, literally curating it. The downside of it is is there's no guarantee you're going to get absolutely any plays out of regardless of how many money you spend it. So the first review we got was from Blue Skin. They said, hope, no, they said, hi there, hope you're fine. Good. We're doing fine. <laughs> We're doing fine, Blue Skin. Uh, good production and great chorus. Love the sound and the groove. Nice voice. Unfortunately. That's a turnaround from the last one. Yeah, I know. People did <laughs> not like my voice turnaround. last time. Well, trust Shit. me, there's, there's some people that weren't big fans this time around, too. We'll get to them. Uh, unfortunately, the song is a little bit quiet and not particularly powerful and energetic for our indie rock playlists. This is why we did not choose your song. Sorry, dot, dot, dot. Hope to check out some more music in the future. Good luck with the release. Quiet. Turn the fucking volume Yeah, on, dude, dude, turn it up. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and then the next one we got here, we'll pull up. This is from, one second, Solace. Solace says, thank you for your submission. I love the sound of your voice. That's another plus there for you me. Go. And the songwriting on this song. Are you song, cherry picking these ones? Yeah. <laughs> these are all the vocal compliments. And the songwriting on this song, but the instrumental progression wasn't that great. 
a okay. more drastic. All right. John, yeah. Joe, say, what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> Solace is an idiot. Yeah, dude. What the fuck are you talking about? A more drastic and bigger change into the chorus would have been better. Felt a little underwhelming in the end. You're right. Literally, yeah, right. <laughs> I felt overwhelmed. <laughs> I know, dude. To that. I know. I was like, did we do too much for this chorus? It was sounded like, I don't know. I mean, how much more do you want? I don't know how much more you want, you know, but whatever. Uh, Daniel says, the intro is fine, although it sounds very... <laughs> <laughs> the intro is fine, although it sounds very synthetic. That's what a synth is. So True. that's a synth oh my God. with an unnatural sound. The voice is nice and calm. The song is quite good, although with a different style than one I look for on my list. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take that. I mean, Breaking I guess if it boundaries. doesn't... I mean... Can't you, cage you. Yeah, I know, dude. It's like you curate an indie pop rock playlist. I feel like that would kind of, you know... Listen, I, cu I curate this alternative playlist, and your shit's a little too out there. Yeah. I want my stuff a little bit more mainstream. Yeah. Like, fuck you. I, no, not fuck you. That guy's cool. You like that guy. At least okay. he has a good name. Yeah, it's a, a good real name. name. Yeah, yeah, Daniel. Daniel. Daniel says Daniel Thanks, Blue Skin. Daniel. Just a different style. But I thank all these guys. I thank all of them. What I'm hearing is that if they like our song, they're cool people, and if they don't like, they're dumb. Yeah, so, that's what I'm gathering from this yeah. as well. This has been very uh, eye-opening for me. I have. There's no other explanation. Sunset says hi. Thanks a lot for sending this. I'm reading it like hi. Thanks a lot. lot. <laughs> Thanks Blue a lot. Face and sunset. <laughs> yeah. I hope everything is fine in this period, exclamation point. That's meta. <laughs> I really like this mood, and also times. the vocals are very well produced. Not saying, they're just well produced. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. Unfortunately, the general sound is a bit classic and retro for me. Good luck. These excuses are so fucking big and retro. It's like, it's... It's the same thing. I know. Whatever, dude. What'd you pull up a thesaurus? Play to feel the number two. I like the vibe of this song, and in my opinion, it creates a good atmosphere. However, in my opinion, again, the chorus needs more energy. Otherwise, it doesn't jump out enough. I hope you understand my point of view, smiley face. <laughs> I don't understand your point. I don't under like the only thing I don't understand is the chorus thing. Like the chorus I really, is underwhelming. Is uh, that's what we're gathering like according consensus. to according to Spotify? We got two more here. This was my least favorite. This is my least favorite. This is from Laura. <laughs> Out of all the rejections, yeah, and mostly because it's a girl. It's a girl, Ooh. and I got a soft spot for being rejected by women. The guy sounds ugly who's singing. <laughs> <laughs> I would never bang this guy or even go out with him. <laughs> Thanks for your submission, though. No, it says, I really enjoyed the instrumentals, but the vocals were just not my favorite. Here we go again. Ooh, ooh. No, the vocals were just not my favorite. No, yeah. I know. That's How from the last tables. time. I know, dude. Thanks for your submission. That I don't like that because it sounds like something a sorority girl would say. Like, I don't know. The vocals are just like, not my favorite. Like it just annoys me. That's a like thanks good. for thanks for carrying Jimmy on the song, guys. <laughs> That's why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is from LOF, which I assume stands for lots of fucking. Hi there. Thanks for sharing your song. The intro is quite intriguing with the emotional guitars and a synthetic keyboard. This guy understands what synth is. Thank you. That's good. I was going for an intriguing Yeah, kind of intriguing. I, we aim to intrigue. I want, mm -hmm. I want people to hear that first five seconds and be like, 
what? <laughs> what is going on? I am intrigued. <laughs> is that a real instrument or is that like some kind of synthetic instrument? The intro. Okay. And nice, smooth development and instrumental changes. See, this guy disagrees with the other people. The vocals are pleasant and soulful. Sound nice. well balanced and clear. Oh, salad, pro- solid production, <laughs> salad, salad production, <laughs> solid production, and mixing too. The song is nice, but wasn't catchy enough to add it to our playlist. Wish you all the best with your promotion. So those are the seven reviews we've received so far. We've submitted to approximately somewhere around thirty-two playlists. Okay. So we're we're only about twenty something percent of the way through. Mm-hmm. And I gotta believe somebody's gonna like it. People are quick to, you know, throw a no out. Yeah. Know? We had at least five from the last one, right? Yeah. I mean, so. maybe we just, maybe, maybe like the song hasn't been submitted in Brazil yet. Maybe that's <laughs> what we need. Is it also a thing for like the next time you submit, you know, to like avoid these playlists that aren't gonna repost you? I think that's kind of the move. Yeah. Um, beyond trying to advertise more in the Philippines. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of these playlists might just be more like indie pop, pop oriented. Yeah. You know, with yeah. like, Where like it's like bigger, thicker synthetic drums and things like that. I think it's it might be more the production side that people are saying like we like it, but it's not catchy. We like it, but it's not um, our thing. I think it's just more of like a they want something that sounds a bit more contemporary. Yeah, just people, and we reach back a little bit yeah, more. Like people just not understanding like <laughs> what good music is. Exactly. Is what I'm That's what or I was just like not understanding that people like variety too in a playlist. Like, yeah. If I was listening to a playlist and all the shit sa- like sounded the same mm-hmm. and it wasn't by the same person, I'd be so confused. Well, the the kind of like the ones that get me is uh, I was reading through just to piss myself off before I went to bed last night. I like to just get real jacked <laughs> up before I go to bed, just get real angry and stare at the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So I was angry like, dreams. <laughs> let me go back and read the feedback I got from when I submitted try the first time, <laughs> and oh boy. where I didn't get into a single playlist, and it was just it just tore me apart, dude. They were just like these vocals were like so. One guy just said, "I don't like it enough." That was it. That was the first <laughs> review I got back. Jeez, I don't like serious. it enough. I was like, dude, you come on, man. That's all you got to say. And then people were like, the vocals are too like typical. Like the the singer was too like typical, which kind of annoys me because what annoys me is I feel like there's a lot of singing going on these days that we talked about this on. Yeah, it sounds exactly the same. Yeah, in a like people all like kind of like they're singing styles and like the singing style in the '80s had a very like all those '80s bands. Yeah. Well, in the '90s, it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody saying like, Eddie Vedder, yeah, Chris Eddie Vedder, Cornell. yeah, Hootie and the Blowfish, Rob Thomas, rest and in peace, all the way up to fucking uh, yeah. Nickelback. And yeah, shit. it was all like that kind of singing in the '80s. Look at this graph. <laughs> in the '80s, I can't even think like the way Motley Crue sang and Poison and all those guys. They all kind of had some, and then of course in the 2000s, you had the. Like that Blink-182. Yeah, the nasally emo sound. Unctuous. And right now, it's so difficult to pinpoint what the style is now because we're currently in it. But uh, the word for it we learned last week is diphthongs. You guys know what a diphthong? (laughs) What? Do you know what a diphthong is? No. Diphthong, diphthong. Is is this why we have all the cameras out? Yeah, dude. Is this this when I take off my pants? (laughs) It's a very... very strange word for what it describes but it basically means like when you say a word like like instead of love you hear somebody say 
I love you. Like they like change the. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like Billie Eilish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like I breathy, in, in breathy singing genres, yeah. I guess. Um, people whispering in the microphones. Yeah, ASMR yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> like Billie Eilish style. No shade to Billie Eilish, but just like just. Like, I thought you liked me, but I don't even like that kind of segment. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a segment of pop music, I guess. But I, I, you know, part of the reason why I think it's so difficult to pinpoint what the style is in 2021 is because music, like every other medium, has just become so decentralized in terms of like how people consume it. Yeah. Um. So you have all these sort of like cloistered music communities with all their own like traditions and styles and stuff. And Did you say I cloistered, think cloistered, like the yeah, Pokemon. The Pokemon. Nice. nice. Oh my god, amateur hour right here, dude. <laughs> um, Go on. My bad. Yeah, no, my bad. Um, so yeah, there are different musical traditions in these genres, and we, just by virtue of the, the different genres of music we listen to, we kind of bring different aspects of it to it. Yeah. You know? And it's yeah. very difficult. Well, like, all yeah. genres right now are kind of, like, just taking in from every other genre. Like, rap right now is, like, almost, like, pop punk shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, Country, rap, yeah. country is like 2010 rap. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just That's fucking so like, but still, like, people are like, oh, I only listen to country. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, what do you mean, though? Because, like, yeah, country yeah. could either mean, like, I don't even fucking Country is like talking about your like car, wagon wheel, your <laughs> alcohol, yeah. and your woman. Your woman, and, and which is rap. Talking about how dope vacation is. Just mm. love, love oh, chilling. Yeah. Love oh, yeah. chilling. Out on a beach, got my beer, got my woman. Drove my truck to get here. That's it. That's it, baby. You're Bring done. Bring it to the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was talking about that with my brother last night, just like, because he was saying, like, you know, my brother does hip hop and stuff, mm-hmm. and he's not very familiar, I guess, with the indie side of things. Um, but I was saying, like, you know, rap right now or hip hop, I guess, I don't even know what rap is anymore. I guess hip hop is the genre term, but like it is so melded with like half the stuff he listens to that he considers hip hop is literally just like pop punk. Like if you listen mm-hmm. to like Machine Gun Kelly, yeah, like that would still Using like 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 these melancholic guitar samples and shit mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, they're just ripping shit off Splice. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's it's like probably some fifteen year old who's like getting high in his basement playing this sad shit for money. Yeah. And then some rando hip hop artist grabs this and like, yeah, this is gonna be a rap song now. Yeah, you know, I put the a guitarist lot of, never thought that, yeah. <laughs> that would happen. Probably, I put a lot of blame on Travis Barker too. He's all mm. over that shit. Like yeah, he true. did everything with Machine Gun. <laughs> yeah, he did the shit with Machine Gun Kelly. Mm-hmm. I think he's done shit with uh, Trippy Red. And yeah, like a bunch of those like mm-hmm. SoundCloud who, era people. Yeah, who are mm-hmm. like diving into like the pop punk scene and with like hip hop diving into like indie music that was like 2010 with um kid cuddy and yeah. then like kanye doing shit with bon Iver. yeah you know what term i heard for that type of uh rap like kid cuddy Wiz khalifa i heard garrett harvest he called it backpack rap yeah which backpack yeah rap. i was like, like mac miller yeah. Wiz. Yeah. and when he said it, i'd never heard anybody say that have you got have you guys heard that term before already no but it it, it sums sense. it up yeah, i was I like dude yeah. i know exactly what you're talking about yep. just like you know but it, I don't know. It just everything's mel- melting together, which is a good thing because now, right now, hip hop is the pop, and it's crazy mm-hmm. to think that like back in the '80s, if you were going to like a house party, they were probably bumping like 
fucking like rock music like that was the popular music you know acdc maybe like disco or something it probably depends a little bit but it wasn't on like who you're hanging with yeah madonna madonna (laughs) celine dion (laughs) oh yeah ranger (laughs) bumping prince you know oh man that'd be a sick party that'd be tight i'd be tight i'd go back to the 80s yeah right yeah but then the problem is is like if you had a house party you just had would people just show up with like their own records or like and just be like, yo, I got... box. Yeah, like, I don't know how that... Like, it's not like you could just pass the aux and somebody has access to, like, a billion different songs. Like, you would buy an album for, like, two songs that you liked from a band. Right. And just play the album and every fucking four songs you had to, like, switch the yes. records out. Like, I don't know how that would work. Unless you got just somebody DJing the night, which, you yeah, know, I'm sure there's somebody who wouldn't mind I mean, they might that. have just had the radio on or some shit, you know? That's, that's true. true. Yeah, yeah, that's... Should I call my mom? <laughs> <laughs> mom. <laughs> I did think it's funny that both of our moms essentially left the same compliment on our post. They both said, loved it on the first listen, which uh-huh. was good. Yeah. It's a very mom compliment. <laughs> Your mom didn't say she was depressed, though. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> Thank God oh, wait, Kim I was... Pulled up the, I pulled up the comment. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> as I said before, some songs have to grow on you, but this instantly grabbed me. Very professionally done, but song makes me sad. Frowny face. <laughs> That's Jimmy's mom for the record. We didn't mean to hurt you, Irene. <laughs> Who hurt you? I'm so sorry. She had a new comment three days ago. When are you guys having a concert? I like that comment. I like that comment. <laughs> I'm liking it right hey, now. Hey, you know what? Somebody needs to ask that question, dude. Mm-hmm. If it has to be my mom, mm-hmm. so be it. Someone dude. just needs to plant that idea yeah, in everyone's right. head. Exactly. Somebody, Matt Brown left a comment saying like, love the setup on the lyric video, but you should have left the butt plug on the table, which was... <laughs> it almost made it in. It did almost did. grandparents like that comment? or Yeah, my, gran- <laughs> <laughs> my grandparents love that comment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but all in all, it's cool to see that, you know, because I really have been saying for years, I've been betting my basically my entire life on the idea that this kind of music was going to come back around as society does swing like a pendulum. You go too far in one direction and everything's one type of sound. And then all of a sudden, like the music that people are kind of nostalgic for, like, oh, damn, I I miss when music used to sound like that. And all of a sudden people start making that. So like, you know, it's a combination of, I guess, myself personally, I've always been writing that music, although shittily, you know? (laughs) But I always loved those like '90s bands, like in the really early 2000s. Not as much the emo stuff. The weird thing is, I didn't really like emo pop punk when it was out. Like when I was in middle yeah. school, I was like, "This shit's gay." Like blah 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 blah. And it wasn't until I got older, and then I was like, "Wait, this shit's even gayer." I like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like I found like a newfound respect for it. And it doesn't hurt that like playing it out at bars. You're like any song that gets people going. You're like, I now love this song. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that was> <laughs> this song makes me cool. That's so true. No, there's so many so many songs that we play out that 12 year old me would start like throwing tomatoes mm-hmm. at myself now. But you know, I love them. There's there's a reason why people like remember and love them so much oh, yeah. and get get moving, yeah. you know. And and now I appreciate that because I have to play them and like feel it, you know, yeah. for people to um, have fun, you yeah. know, because because the audience knows when you're mm-hmm. feeling it, yeah. And that's the only way that they'll feel it, mm-hmm. right? You got to vibe with, it. and that's why I don't really particularly care to do. Like there are songs that I know we could do at our shows and stuff that like would probably be good, but like 
I can't do a song I don't like. It just seems dumb to me. And also the weird thing is it's like there's not a lot like I I I think we should probably learn like a MGK song potentially. I think that would probably do well. Uh just because it lends itself to a three-piece band, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But like outside of that, like I'm not going to do like Nile Horan or like some One Direction song or something. Even if people, I don't know. Maybe we could do like a Bruno Mars song or something like that. I don't know. Leave that for Mike Manos. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He can keep that. He would do it better than us, (laughs) to be fair. Mike Manos is definitely much more in tune with the uh, current pop. Well, he he just has such a a good feel for, like, R&B and, like, I don't know, just sort of, like, more jazz-derived stuff. And I think he's just generally cooler. You know what I mean? Like, he's a generally cooler guy. Just has a little bit more confidence. Probably right. (laughs) I mean, he is a notable original member of Sophomore. I would say maybe... Honorary? uh, Not honorary. He's like... I mean, when I first... So, I guess if it is a band podcast, we should talk about that. You know? Like... The highs and lows. The highs and lows. <laughs> Behind the music. Behind the music, the mediums. When I first uh, started writing music, I kind of had, I don't know exactly, it's so weird, like, I dropped out of school because I hated it. Or not hated it, I just didn't know what the hell I was doing, you know what I mean? It's just like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really because I just waited too long to register for classes, and then it became this thing where it was like, I couldn't even take the classes I wanted to take. And I was I literally... I remember I was in the Towson University Library sitting at a computer trying to register for classes, and I clicked on a class I wanted, and it said uh, the deadline is passed, and I just stared at the screen for like two minutes, and then I just got up and walked out, never yeah. walked back in. You just said, fuck it. I, just, yeah. I never said anything to Towson U that fuck I wasn't... Albert Cook Library. <laughs> I just yeah. left and just kept getting emails from Towson U like, hey, you coming to class? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> just walked out and never looked back. Dude, I just didn't do college right. Like I would literally, I would go to the library between classes and like find a couch and just sleep on the couch in the middle of everybody. And it was like, I didn't really know how to treat it. You know, it just felt like it was like, I was just doing it because it was like, oh, I graduated from you high school. You're supposed to. Well, yeah. supposed to. Yeah. Let me stop well, you right also, there. Also, like, you're commuting. Like, yeah. you're like three blocks from your I was house. Walking. Yeah. Walking to college. Sleeping <laughs> on the couch in the library is absolutely how you're supposed to do it. By yeah. The way. Yeah. That's not where you went wrong. <laughs> I nailed the slacker of college for sure. Yeah. Did you go to the to the pavilion to smoke cigarettes between classes? No, I was actually. Oh, that's that's when you. Up. I mean, <laughs> at some point up. along my uh, development, dude, I was adamantly against smoking. Eric remembers this. Like, mm-hmm. I did not smoke anything. I remember I would say like, I'll I'll like do weed with you guys, but only if we do edibles. Like, I'm not going to smoke weed, or and like I would never smoke a cigarette. And then I guess after I dropped out of college and. Depression hit. Depression hit. <laughs> and my friends were like, dude, I don't know, man. Like, Henry was like, yeah, it's going to give your voice an edge, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Light bulb. <laughs> smoke cigs. <laughs> All the great smoke cigs. Yeah. I mean, Freddie Mercury smoked cigs. Kurt Cobain smoked cigs. Jack White. Name one good singer that doesn't smoke cigs is really a better question. Probably most of them. Most singers don't smoke cigs? Scott Stapp. I'd say so. Who the hell is that? Creed. 
He doesn't smoke cigs? I don't know. He's a Christian guy. So that's probably the only thing he does. Yeah, that's true. All right. What do I know? Yeah. If you're not. Who's the lead singer for Nickelback? Big CBD guy. Chad Kroger definitely smokes cigs. Chad Kroger smokes cigs, dude. There's no doubt about that. Chatty K. But um, I remember I was talking to Scott, and I do give Scott a lot of credit for just uh, just kind of, you know, Scott was always a guy who was like, oh, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to uh, school in the spring, work in the fall. And he did that for like three years. Yeah. <laughs> Every year, it was like spring, be like, work in the spring, go to school in the fall. Fall would come around, work in the fall, go to school in the spring. And eventually, it was just like, Scott, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> and you did a little bit better with it. You like, where's you, you went to like Villa Julie for, or Stevenson, oh, I went to right? Stevenson for like a semester. And then I just didn't go back the second one. You didn't go to um didn't you go to like um University of Baltimore or something or So I went to Stevenson for a semester, dropped out, worked for like a video game company in Hunt Valley for like two years. And then I was like, I'll go back to school for this, I guess. Yeah. At University of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, ah. <laughs> a year a year later, I was like, ah. We were yeah. working at um we were in at Firaxis. No, or like that or Zenimax or something. No, it was called like E for E. I did like hmm. it was like outsourced testing, so I did I stuff gotcha. on like a Lord of the Rings game. I did stuff on Farmville. Return of the King. <laughs> no, it was a uh, fuck. It was like a 360 PS3 game. It was like War in the North. Yeah, yeah, fuck, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Me and JT's names are in the credits for that. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I got a job I would fucking frame that. That's oh, my sick, name dude. through the credits. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, worked there for like that shit, some 2K games, some Rockstar games, and then, yeah. That's based. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> it was cool... fucking weird, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a weird time in my life because I was like the youngest person in the office. Yeah. Everyone else had like college degrees and I was like on the same level as them. Yeah. At one point I got like a raise and like, <laughs> like they're trying to take like our group out to like a bar to have drinks and shit. I'm like, guys, I'm like 18. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the other guy's like, well, I'm drowning in student debt, making minimum wage. So I can't go to this bar either. <laughs> dude, man. Yeah, dude. It's we were, crazy. We were talking about this actually. Mike Moran brought this up on his podcast the other day talking about middle school. And how I feel like middle school was like the first time in my life, at least, that I can remember that you kind of start to seek out your individuality. Like, I remember in elementary school, yeah, there were just like, as far as I can tell, there were really just two types of kids. There were like good kids and bad kids. Like kids that were like goody two shoes and then kids that were just like would get in trouble and not be able to go to recess. Like those are like the two groups. <laughs> and it wasn't until I went to middle school where that was like the first kind of like where you'd see clicks start to, like there were the preppy well, kids. Well, elementary the, school, you just like eat with your class. Yeah. yeah. And middle school is where they like start having you eat with your whole grade or like in sections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Walking that's the where like, the clicks fucking spring up, you know. And it's weird. Like it's hard. I don't remember. Like if I had to go to some situation like that right now and have to decide who I was sitting with at lunch. I feel like I don't know how I would decide. I just eat by myself. Yeah, like I don't know how I would do it. It's like one day you just like sit somewhere and just hope they don't get mad at you for sitting there and then you just keep coming back and you're like, is this seat taken? No complete fucking stranger. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want you sitting with me and my kid. (laughs) (laughs) You're in an elementary school, dude. (laughs) 
but it really was like the first time where you start to kind of find try i mean for me especially it was like i went to hampton elementary which is in lutherville um yeah i mean hey it's a school the dolphins go dolphins you know wait no we were the dolphins Timonium was the Dolphins. Were you? And you know how I know we were the Dolphins? Because we were Tim the Dolphin. Tim, as in Timonium, oh, was our mascot. Timonium. What was Tim. your mascot's name? Harold? Henry? Ham- Horatio? Shut the Hampton fuck up. Hornets? <laughs> Horatio. Horatio the Hornet. No, we were, dude, I'm telling you, we were the Dolphins. Were we really that lazy as like a, a general region that we could only think of two animals? We were like, well, Hamptons. Like, dude, there's a school... Three blocks down the road. Did you guys have like a swim team or something? Or why a dolphin? I think we might have had a swim team. I don't know, dude. I wasn't on it. I wasn't a swimmer, dude. I was. I was. A, he was born to wrestle, dude. I was a jock in third grade, bro. I was fucking. To be fair, dolphins beat the shit out of sharks. That is so. true, dude. And true. the Stonely Stonely was the Stonely Sharks, right? That's they were right. the swim team. Ooh, Stonely maybe. Sharks. Well, That's the Stonely. Why. It's a whole thing. The Stonely Pool is the Stonely Sharks. But then the Stonely Elementary School is the Stonely Stallions. Oh. But what if there's so many dolphins because they ride in a pod? Oh, And they need to keep the shark in check. Oh, true. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. We had one shark in the area, and all the other schools were like, well, we got to name our school the Dolphins. Because we can't just expect one dolphin. We need Timonium. We need Hampton. We need all these different schools. We are mammals. (laughs) The Stonely Sharks fucked shit up. They really, I mean, dude, they, I mean, they're like the only swim team, though. Don't tell me That's that. true. Yeah, like who are they swimming against? I'm never the Wiltondale fucking flipper board. Wiltondale whales? <laughs> <laughs> the Wiltondale whales. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, dude. I feel like swimming would have been a cool thing to be in for social things, but it was weird. Like, Going to Hampton, I'd and be then, so terrified of getting like a random boner. Oh yeah, dude. dude! Talk about when I, dude, when I first started wrestling in high school, I like I was convinced <laughs> I was gonna get like an athletic cup, not because I thought I was gonna get a boner, but just because I hadn't hit puberty yet, and I was like, "Are you telling me I wear this fucking singlet, <laughs> and everybody's gonna see my little ass dick while I lose?" <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Nothing wrong. With, first of all, your dick yes. is never smaller than when you're getting your ass beat. I don't know. <laughs> I wish they could like pause play <laughs> while you're just. Your dick just goes into your body. It's like, I don't know this guy. <laughs> I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> but yeah, it was like when I went to Dumbarton, that's in Towson, and I was one of like maybe six kids from my elementary school that went to Dumbarton because pretty much everyone went to Ridgely. And so like I really did kind of have to start over. I remember my first friend was Brian Stocksdale. I used to call him Livestock. Cause I was, <laughs> I was like, yo, cause you're live, bro. That was like a thing people said back in 2003, I guess. You're fucking, that's live. You know, this is live. Oh, 9-11 just happened? That show was live. Oh, <laughs> Huge fucking, yeah. <laughs> Let's have a bomb threat every other week. <laughs> you remember that show? Oh, I, yeah. I, 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 I middle school, them. we had bomb threats so Yeah, middle much. school and high school. I'm yeah. pretty sure they just eventually gave up on them. I'm pretty sure at a certain so, point they were just like, getting them and they were just like, yeah. Yeah, they like take stop taking them seriously. <laughs> I, I can confirm that being, you know, five years after you guys, people would just write that shit in the bathroom. They would say like, bomb, uh, May 13th. And then people... Before Miss K's math quiz. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like, okay, <laughs> just do it, dude. Nobody fucking... Before the gym this test where we have to <laughs> run a mile. <laughs> Third period. <laughs> but I'm not in that class. <laughs> also, I'm actually flushed. a terrorist. 
<laughs> Miss K is pretty hot, by the way. <laughs> For the record. That was the original, like, 4chan, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, the stall wall, baby. Uh, yeah. Stall wall. Call XYZ. For, yeah, but the reason I bring up middle school is because I almost feel like the time after high school is basically the middle school of adulthood. Like, when you graduate <laughs> high school, it's like, for me, it was a very middle school-esque feeling where it's like, okay, now I'm no longer, like, I remember it was a very big, like, identity crisis. And those things, it was uh, literally, the best I can compare it to is, like, a breakup. Like, you spend so long being this one thing, like, I'm fucking Towson wrestler, blah, blah, blah. And then you realize that you're like, okay, I'm not wrestling in college. I basically, like, put my entire identity into that like i wasn't i mean i did music in high school i did plays and shit like that but i almost like resented music because my parents were always my dad especially was always you know making me sing at every fucking family party and make me do oh, all this man. shit like taking me like i remember being at job sites we would take me painting with them painting this gym in like Havre de grace and uh the gym staff was there he was like hey jim he had me stand up on one of those like uh things that, those boxes that people jump on you know what i'm talking about yeah. like the jumping boxes and like sing a song for them so I used to fucking hate it, dude. Like, he would always make me do that. And so, like, when I was in high school, I used to resent it and be like, I'm never going to be a musician. He'd always be like, oh, you're going to be a musician. And, like, he just would – and, like, I guess because he knew, you know. And so I kind of fought against it. And then after high school, I was – after everything was taken away from me, I was like, well, what do I do now? And then it was just kind yeah. of a decision where it's like, you know, I kind of found a way to be a musician that wasn't, like, what they – you know, I kind of had to find like my own identity in it. And I guess at the time when you're trying to figure out what your sound is and stuff like that, like the only things like, I could what's think. What's Bruno Mars doing right now? Exactly. <laughs> Dude, I remember my two biggest like inspirations at the time or like not inspirations, but like role models for like how to be a musician was like Lupe Jason Fiasco. Moubek <laughs> Fiasco, 50 Cent <laughs> and Jason Mraz. And just, yeah, Jason Mraz and Bruno Mars are the big three. And I remember I was like, there was a certain point when I was like showing up to gigs in like sweater vests. I never went the fedora route. I will say, I will say I never went the fedora route. Yeah, you did a show at Sidebar in a sweater vest. I did. I did. I, I mean, at that time I had no idea. At sidebar? Dude. Yeah. What a strange place to show up in a fucking Dude. sweater vest. I remember With I was, Mr. Beckman as the chaperone. <laughs> I was working at Seasons Pizza. Um, and Will Beckman was working there as well. And Will and I would play gigs with uh, David Morris, and we would drive down. That that was not sophomore. That was Jimmy and the Seleskis. <laughs> Selescos. <laughs> and we would drive down to College Park and split like $150 three ways. One time the guy said we showed up late, so he only gave us 100 And then I got towed, so I actually made like negative 250 on that gig hell yeah um but it was fun because you're playing at loonies in college park and just all kinds of like sorority girls running around yeah. and of course i was I 19 one. one it's like a legit stage yeah it was it was yeah. an awesome yeah. gig i was like dude i would have done this even though i didn't have any luck with any of these girls ever <laughs> and even if i did at that time it wouldn't have meant anything anyway but uh yeah going down there and just trying to figure out i remember we were working at seasons pizza and this guy who was like daquan green's cousin showed up and he was like, oh, I book shows. And then Matt from Seasons was like, oh, yeah, he's a really good singer. And he was like, okay, you want to be on the show at Sidebar? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay, you got to sell seven tickets, and then you can keep the rest for yourself. They're $10 a pop. And so I was like, okay, Will, you want to play this show? And uh, I didn't bother selling tickets. I was like, dude, I'm not selling tickets. I just I just gave him 70 bucks. I was, like, <laughs> 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 I was like, and then I told my friends to come out. And then whoever wanted to come out, I just paid for them too. I only brought like five people. I was just like, I just want to play. And I didn't want to like 
make people pay to see me play, especially if it just felt weird to me at the time, especially like we didn't, we did all cover. I think we did like one original song and uh, I show up, I'm in like khakis and a sweater vest and dress shoes. Will Beckman is in a similar outfit. Classy. And we show up, and I had no idea. I mean, I was not, I had never been, you know, I remember when I was at that age, like going to downtown Baltimore was a thing. Like when we mm-hmm. were, like now going to Fells is like standard. It's like, oh, I go to Fells, or I go to, Fe- or can't, not really Fed Hill. But like back in the day, like if you and your friends were like, yo, you guys want to go downtown? It was like, dude, that's a night. Like, you know, only one of us drives <laughs> and they suck at driving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's a whole thing. And so that was my first experience, like going downtown. And then to go to like a straight up just punk bar out of like a movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, I showed up and this guy had like a chain hanging from his ear to like his left knee. I was like, Jesus Christ. And they're all standing outside and we're they're like smoking cigs. And I'm like... <coughs> He's like, what kind of music do you guys play? And I was like, uh, he was like, he was like, oh, I play like grunge crab course. It was like some crazy crab course. It was like fucking <laughs> crazy genre. There was like more words in that genre. Uh, and 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 then he asked me, and literally our opening song was going to be a cover of Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. Incredible. <laughs> that was our opening song, and I didn't oh, call the audible on that. I went up. Like the third, this guy goes up on stage with like a full band and just fucking shreds, fucking throwing beer at the audience. And then next up is me and Will, just Will playing the bass and me playing acoustic guitar. And we open up with Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. <laughs> fucking beautiful. It was literally, <laughs> literally unreal. I cannot believe. <laughs> it's the things you see at local gigs like that it's just like you have every fucking spectrum of the rainbow there but the problem is and that's that's the issue that i have with those type of bookers because where it's just random they're just yeah. like just put whoever on stage i don't give a shit yes yeah. yeah just fucking whatever buy these tickets yeah, yeah if you make pay, my money back you pay me the 70 dollars we're good to go. Yeah. They're not curating a show. They're not worried about how the audience feels about it. And it's like, no. you know, people show up. It's like, who wanted to hear that? And then like, you know, Will and I had a couple of originals that were kind of like bluesy. People did say like, oh, I like the originals. But like, you know, I think at that age, I was still like so young that people almost kind of just like they gave me a pass. Like I couldn't do that now. Like if I showed up to sidebar now and pulled that shit, people would be like, dude, get the fuck off the stage. <laughs> but I think they saw that I was like basically a fucking kid. We should do Teenage Dream. Dude, I, I fucking great. Do. Dude, I did a cover on that on I took it down since. Uh it's it's on private. It's still up, but I got like a couple thousand views on YouTube. Like people fucked with it. You know, like it was a cool dude. I fucking like that album. Like that yeah. album was good. OG Katy Perry, yeah. Yeah. Pretty Katy good. Perry, California Girls and Teenage Dream. The was album that like 2012? 2011, 2010, yeah. something like that. I mean, Teenage Dream is one of the best pop songs, you know, one of the best pop songs, I think, from that gen. Uh, I think, era for I think sure. pre that I think like 2008 or 9 maybe 2008 was uh because I remember 2008 was, wasn't that like I guess I just remember I think it was it might have been senior year the fucking pyramid song came out where it's like fucking Juicy J and her or whatever that like was Dark Horse. Or that no? was Is later on. Not, that was Horse. post. That was, that was no, like wait. 2014. Wait, Teenage Dream was the album though. with that song. What was the big song where she was? The video was her with like the, the California Girls. Cal- oh, yeah. Cal- yeah. California the, Girls. 
Oh my with yeah, the, the yeah, cupcakes, yeah, yeah, yeah. whipped yeah, yeah. cream with cherries. I was like, yeah. dude, that video blew my fucking mind. <laughs> I love Katy Perry back in the day. Like, I only get like one celebrity crush every so often, like every ten years, I would say. And Katy Perry was definitely my celeb crush from like 2011 until now. And I think now mine is Dua Lipa. Suddenly, really? I don't know why. You should tell her. Bro. I don't even know what she looks like. She's a uh... Dua Lipa or Katy Perry. <laughs> Dua, Dua Lipa is uh, she's pretty hot. She's definitely pretty hot. I didn't okay. like her at all because they always play her music in the gym, and I was like, "Fuck this!" I thought you were gonna be like my favorite. Uh, as of eighteen days ago, is Bad Baby. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was uh, I was actually sitting on my couch mid like kind of like breakup conversation with the girl I was talking to like a couple months ago. And do I had like background music on to like lighten the mood a little bit, <laughs> you know? Good Nobody move. wants to break Good up move. in complete Good silence, move. you know? Yes. You, there's a lot of awkward pauses during breakup conversations where you're just sitting there it like, "Oh, is the rebound?" <laughs> yeah. Dude, I remember literally looking at the TV and being like, "Damn, she's pretty hot." <laughs> Already <laughs> aiming for the fucking moon, dude. On to the next one. <laughs> But uh, yeah, those the, like, you know, that was my first introduction to a show like that. And then it is kind of like a gradual process of like part of I mean, I think the biggest part of being or making music and some people come to this sooner than others, uh, obviously, but it's it's finding your sound and trying to figure out exactly what you're doing. You know, you start off basically everybody's a cover artist when they start off, um, yeah. which is why you know, I really have a lot of, I place a lot of value in the cover gigs we play because I was adamantly against doing them. Like I was working as a server uh, for like six years and it wasn't until I was fired from. Yeah. It used to be on like some, never doing a fucking cover gig. Like yeah. that's below me. Yeah, 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 exactly, <laughs> exactly. Dude, there's and, so many artists that have that kind of mentality. Even like like artists and, and friends that I respect a lot, they just like can't see themselves doing it. And I, I definitely understand that um, because like... I understand that for like a rapper or someone because you can't really do a cover gig as a rapper. Yeah. But as like a band, like <laughs> you're yeah. versatile. I mean, like a, as a musician, I have pretty much like... I've always been writing, you know, I, I, I don't often learn songs. Like since I was 13, 14, I was just like playing with my looper in my basement for like hours and hours and hours. It just wasn't really my thing to like learn a bunch of songs. And that's kind of like how I did things. But, yeah. Um, you but, know, when, when you, when you play songs like that, like, I, like I said before, there's just something about like simple things you internalize about like the form and structure of a song yeah, what makes a, a good melody? What makes a good bass line? What You're talking about it... like learning songs and covering them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Like how comparison. to arrange parts. Yeah. yeah. yeah Especially like in that. the three-piece part, you know, where we even like, I mean, the way we do our gigs, we're a three-piece band. So like when we play a song, it's not really the way the song gets played. So mm -hmm. in a way, like our covers are kind of like original versions of those songs. We have to figure out like, Okay, well, you got to do a little bit more something on the bass here because we don't have right. a fucking keyboard here. Like, I got to do something mm -hmm. different on guitar mm -hmm. because if I just play the lead, it's going to sound empty. Right. You know, and, and that happens like whether you want it to or not, just yeah. by virtue of you playing it. And it just makes you a better musician. Also, bring, bless you. It also brings you into contact with so many different opportunities. You know, mm -hmm. the you know, it was basically I was forced into it where like I was fired from my third serving job 
in a row. And then it was like, you know, I was applying. You just got the transfer in. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> and like, I was thinking like, oh, and, and I remember my first mo- move was just to go back online and apply for another serving job. And at this point I was like 24, 25. And I just remember like having that realization like, oh, I don't have to be a server. Mm-hmm. And that was at the same point when Mike Manos hit me up because I'd been playing with him for a while at that point, like a, a year or two. Um, and party boy enterprise what was this shit called uh advanced party solutions hell yeah advanced party solutions <laughs> and and i just started getting gigs with that and realizing that you could make i was making more money playing gigs like that and then it was like my dad would say like look and you're having more fun you're having more fun and more it's fun. like mm-hmm. he's like look jim you could work six hours you could work 40 hours a week serving tables and then try to devote the time that you have to yourself to make music or you can work 40 hours a week playing music Mm-hmm. And you're getting better in the meantime. Yeah, you're playing other people's songs, but like, what are you doing when you're serving tables? Yeah, it's still way more fun. Like, Even if you're, you're not you're, playing music. You're not the playing music. The snobbiest fucking music snob will still have a better time doing that mm-hmm. than fucking making sure table two has their melted cheese or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I still have a soft spot. I do miss uh, bartending a little bit. I mean, there's the social aspect. Yeah. Like, you do like literally meet more people, but it's... <laughs> It's not worth the pain it, it gave me to my back and yeah, my fucking feet. Yeah. It's just like soul crushing work, and I, I I hated it. Like I I only had to be fired once from yeah. a serving job before. I was like, never again. I'm never doing this. shit. You didn't ever. get fired from Michaels though, right? I didn't get fired from Michaels. No, I quit from Michaels, but uh, I got fired from my job after that. My first serving gig. Yeah. You know. I remember uh, when I met you. Well, I, I was gonna get. When you were working, you guys meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. <laughs> well, I knew, I knew of John from high school, and John yeah. had a the reputation, mysterious figure. Yeah, mysterious <laughs> figure. Yeah, real mysterious in high school. Like we had ran across each other from time to time. Like yeah. I, you know, because you were you. I mean, you were kind of like in the circle a little bit because you hung out with Chaz, and Chaz hung out with Michael, and I was yeah. always at Michael Beckman's house. So like, I knew of you. And you had, you know, you went out to LA for drums and shit. And I was like, John's the best drummer from Towson, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever. dude. <laughs> I'm the best drummer from Towson, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because to this day, I think it's hilarious that you don't remember when I was, I was playing music with Will and I hit you up randomly and I was like trying to get you to like drum, like be in our band. I remember that. And I hit you up, and this would have been probably 2014 or 15. And we went to your parents' basement. I think. Wait, you... this would have been after I came back from LA. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. This is like 2014 or 2015. I hit you up, and we jet lagged for what, like a year or two? <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Three hours, gotcha, dude. And uh, I went to your we, me and Will, Will and I went to your basement, and we played like two or three songs that I'd written that fucking sucked. I remember one of them was Mad, which actually wound up being a decent song. But, uh, and th- we, we were jamming for like two hours. Two full hours. In your basement. I brought beers. <laughs> I remember I was sitting on your couch, Will was sitting next to me, you were sitting on the drum kit. And then, uh, you just completely blacked that out of your memory. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I I we've talked about this before and I don't have I haven't had a response for it before. He was meeting with a lot of bands at the time. I yeah, I had plenty of meetings. Lost in the paperwork. Uh huh. (laughs) Yeah. I was drowning in paperwork. Yeah. People trying to sign me and there I just you know. (laughs) 
I just remember always being like kind of in the background, low key, just being like, this guy is going to like, he's going to forget. He's He's an idiot. He's going to forget. And then next time he's going to say yes. (laughs) This guy is clearly a moron. So I went the most roundabout way possible. uh, We started a podcast. (laughs) I was like, John, John, (laughs) you know, Juice, would you like to be his associate for a day? (laughs) Why don't you come on the podcast with Juice? And then I just fucking... Ransack John with questions. Juice is like, well, I mean, I was like, anyway, John, do you remember when we, you and I jammed? <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, my memory is so fucked. Apparently, I, it was a big moment for me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I'll tell you what, I can imagine it. Actually, that's good. I don't even know if I can because at that point, I don't know <laughs> I if my imagine parents playing with you back then. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't know if my parents would have remodeled the basement. By then, the basement was remodeled. It was. It was remodeled. So there was a ba- there was a bathroom down there. Oh yeah, dude, I don't. even I took a piss yeah, in your Jimmy bathroom. Jimmy definitely bro. pissed in there. I took <laughs> yeah. a piss in your bathroom, bro. It's a great bathroom. It was a good bathroom. It's a great bathroom. Mm-hmm. I walked in your bathroom. I was like, unforgettable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never forgetting this day. <laughs> Fuck this shit. I'm leaving the toilet seat then. <laughs> and uh, I, I I'm trying to figure out exactly how it was that we came to play our first gig together because at that point, what was it? Was it? The point? It might have been the point. It might have been the point. And it was uh it was just kind of one of those things where we had people that would drum for us, or we needed a trio, and like the guy who was drumming, Sam, yeah, he moved to like DC and it just became more and more difficult. And it just became like he he kind of went his own direction. He's like an engineer, works in DC. I think he lives in Philly now. Um still like hits me up all the time. He liked the new song. And uh but uh, I got you to fill in. And I don't think you were in the picture yet at that point, were you? Joe? I don't think so. I think we no. played with Will. Yes. It was me, you, we and Will. We played with Will. I remember that. And yes, yes. <laughs> of course you remember that, dude. Uh, it was the basement <laughs> reunion, dude. <laughs> and uh, and then I guess it must have been a cop. So I think you and I were just playing random. I think we did a gig at the horse together or something like that. Yeah. And it was just very much like a um, like a hired gun type of thing. Like mm. I would get these gigs and I'd be like, yo, can you drum for me? And then I was playing this gig at Michael's actually with Sam, the yeah. old drummer. Yeah. And uh, you were a, a lowly bus boy. The lowliest. A lowly bus boy walking I was around. So green. And uh, we were playing there. And I remember it was a very, it was a cool night because these guys from New York paid me an extra $100 to sit at their table and play them for like another 30 minutes. <laughs> like, they just by the fire table. Yeah, yeah, Somehow yeah. Somehow I remember that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "This he remembers, John. Yeah, <laughs> Joe remembers. Good for him. He's got a good brain. My brain, not so good." <laughs> and I remember I was talking to we were uh, Joe comes up to me. We're talking for a bit, and then uh, or did you walk? I can't remember how this went. I down. did. I walked up to you. I started the conversation. Yeah, and I know this because I at that time literally every act that came in, I was like, "Hey, nice." Da da da. Mm-hmm. I liked your song. I like your guitar. Let me see your pedal board, something like that. So you weren't special, Jimmy. Okay, cool. Or so I thought. I didn't even have a pedal board. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up talking for like, you know, I, I was like blowing off work at that point because I was talking to you, you guys for like two hours or something. Yeah, yeah, it was a while. Night, yeah. You know, it was just like a, it was a relatively slow Saturday and uh, we just kind of kept going. And then like, that was it for like six months like everybody else and then like out of the blue i just got a text message from you about like playing a fucking you left out the whole part (laughs) you left out the whole part where you walked up to me and said with your number on something and you said i need you to make me a rock star do you remember that 
No, that's so that funny. happened. That's so funny. That Why does nobody remember perfect. these things, dude? <laughs> Why does nobody remember these things? You walked up to me with your phone number and said, I need you to make me a rock star. Well, that would have explained how you texted me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. Table six is dirty, bro. <laughs> you got a long way to go, pal, uh, before you get uh, gigs at Michael's. <laughs> dude, I could pick up 10 glasses at once at that point in my life. So cool it with these comments. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I remember I get this gig. Mike Manos, another, he's very, very behind the scenes guy in how this all comes together. <laughs> he hits me up. He gets a gig from Starly, right? The agency that we're both linked up with. And uh, Mike, apparently not a big fan of calendars. Doesn't like calendars. Hates them. Doesn't even believe in them. You know? Every year is a leap year for Mike Manos. Every month. Leap month. Leap week. Leap and week. <laughs> and uh, he hits me up and he's like, yo, you want to play this gig uh, down in, it was at uh, the Jetty. The Jetty on the Eastern Shore. That dock Ken bar, Island. baby. <laughs> huh? Ken Island. Ken yes, Island. Sir. Yeah. So, and it was like at 5 p.m. So it was basically like drive down there during rush hour, which is already an hour drive without rush hour. I remember I was like, I hit you up out of the blue and I was like, dude, you want to play this duo with me because nobody else was getting back to me. And you were like, yes. And then I was like, all right, meet me at the studio at this time. And then I remember waking up 10 minutes after that time to a text being like, yo, you here? And I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I drove to the studio, picked you up. We drove all the way down to the jetty and uh, got there. And there was another band set up and playing. Another band already playing. And this is the Jeez. first time I brought you out to a gig. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, this guy thinks, like, I'm like, Fake. This guy thinks I'm a fake musician. Like, I just created this whole thing. I was like, yeah, yeah I got a gig. To be fair, I was a fake musician at the time, so, like, I wasn't going to judge. You were like, dude, this is the closest I've ever been to a gig. How am I going to make Joe a rock star? <laughs> Step if I can't one. even fucking wake up on time. <laughs> so I get down to the jetty, and uh, uh, I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. And uh, I remember we, we drove back gotten some very long political discussion uh yeah i believe we were talking about the 2008 financial crisis yes we were home. yes we that were i do remember yep that's how it all begins <laughs> everything the big short back. yeah dude <laughs> i was like Joe, this band is too big to fail <laughs> 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 and so we get back and you show me some keyboard riff that you had played and it went do 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 and I remember I went back and I was still living with my ex at the time and I wrote the lyrics to that and it was I tend to make a lot of sense without talking to myself holy shit yes and I wrote those lyrics to that all the way up to the pre-chorus and then that was what I had the first verse in the pre-chorus to that keyboard line and then I get we worked uh, on that track for like a well for like a couple hours yeah, that day. We ended up chilling for a like while. A year or so. Ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually uh, We were like writing. We were like we were cooking that day. Yeah, before the end of the podcast, I kind of think it would be nice to show the original version of that song. It sounds yeah. completely different. find it, that sounds be nuts. completely yeah. different. We did that a couple of weeks ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was completely different. But it was and uh and I guess at that point we we I got you to play with me at the point, and then I got you to play with me at the <laughs> point. And then it just like Every, after that, it just became like every month at the point it was us. And we were probably doing that for like a year, at least yeah, a year. A year. A pandemic. Bare minimum six months. Like before, well, I'm talking about no, before we dude, even like decided. At least a year. Before we, like, like when lot. did we start having band practice? Because that would have been, been like the, five months in. At yeah. least, yeah, yeah. 
it, it was easily like five months in. We were playing mm-hmm. every month at the point or like some other random gig, maybe like a high tops gig or something like that. Right. And then it just gradually was just like, so what are we? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys like want to get together on Tuesday? Yeah. I think eventually you guys were like, man, we should probably practice before Dude, we that, do these yes, games. 100%. That, that is literally yeah. exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. We're like, the genesis. like, yeah, five or six of these in. Let's maybe plan mm-hmm. the next one. <laughs> yeah. Because we could do it, but we knew we were better than what yeah. we were putting out. Yeah, 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 exactly. I thought you were going to say we knew we were better than the other bands at the point, which is true. true. Except for maybe Monk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys are doing better just showing up than other people. <laughs> we, we fucking bring the people. Yeah. It oh, kinda, yeah. It's kind of worked. It was like it yeah. made sense. It like mm-hmm. when, when we were playing those gigs, I was like this. Like it always felt like before, like, you know, I'd be playing with people and it was like, oh, I'm playing with this guy and this guy or like this guy and that guy, you know? And then it, when we were playing, I was like this. This, this is, is the it, trio. Baby. This is the trio, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just added up. And... uh yeah, but I mean, I remember pitching because I had had the name sophomore in my mind for a long time. Mm. Like, uh, you ever seen the Dirt? Have you watched the Dirt yet, Joe? Have you seen the Dirt? You've it's seen a the fucking dirt. great movie. Great fucking movie. If you haven't watched the Dirt on Netflix, <laughs> dude, you gotta watch it. It's about Motley Crue. Uh, it's okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you told me about this. Movie. It's really good, dude. You yeah, gotta like watch it. It's, yeah, I should. It gets me so. I will literally watch it like once every two months and just get <laughs> reinvigorated to be in a band. I'm like yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Rehearsal on Tuesday. Yeah. You're like a high schooler watching like Fight Club. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fucking stoked. <laughs> but there's a scene in that movie where uh Mick Mars, who's like the old guy in the band, who's like kind of like a freaky guy, and they're all sitting there coming up with a with a name for the band, and like Tommy Lee comes up with a stupid one, and then Mick Mars is like, I've been waiting for this for a long time. And then he lifts up a thing and he's like, and then they're like, and that was what I felt like. <laughs> I was like <laughs> because I got the idea, you know, when I was first releasing music under Jimmy Seleski, I came out with the Sophomores EP, which I sent you guys drunkenly baby, one night, not to listen to, but just to acknowledge that it existed. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> you sent them the link and said, "How do I delete this?" <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Can I burn my phone? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I listen to it. <laughs> it's a lot. Most of those songs are embarrassing. Uh, you got a rare Liz Beckman feature. Yeah, that. Liz Beckman was. Liz Beckman played keys on track four, dude. Hell yeah! Phenomenal, phenomenal, mm-hmm. phenomenal yeah. on the uh, yeah. ivories. Yeah, hell yeah. She is great. She's a piano teacher. She plays at the Rusty Scupper downtown. I don't know if she still does, oh, but she damn. was when we were playing. She was like the house pianist. Oh yeah, yeah. Pianist. music teacher. Yeah, and. Uh, I got that idea just because, you know, A, uh, dropped out of college after freshman year. And then the running joke, my Scott version of that was always people would be like, when I was working at Seasons, people would be like, oh, are you going to school at Towson? I was like, uh, no, I'm dropping out. And then every single person would give you the same, like, oh, you got to go to school. You got to do this. You got to blah, blah, blah. You're never going to, you know, music is really hard to make in music. You know, you got to go back to school and get that degree. That degree is blah, blah, blah. And so I got so tired of that conversation. I would just start telling people I'm a sophomore. And then, yeah, I would just tell people, like, I'm a sophomore. Just to bypass the conversation of people mm-hmm. being like, oh, you got to do this, you got to do this. Yeah. And then uh, my grandfather was sitting talking to me about just randomly, he'll always, very much like my big fat Greek wedding, mm-hmm. uh, where he'll just randomly go off into, like, where a word comes from. And for whatever <laughs> reason, he brought up the term sophomore. And he was like, oh, sophomore, you know, that comes from the Greek Sophos, Sophia meaning wise, and moros, like moron, 
meaning fool. And I was like, oh, sophomore means wise fool. I like that. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So I made the sophomore's EP. And then also because releasing music under a name, Jimmy Selesky, was just kind of like, I don't know. You would need a pseudonym. Yeah. Because they would be like, oh, he's Greek. And if they didn't say, oh, he's Greek, they'd be like, oh, he's Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly, dude. Jimmy Soulsky. Soulsky. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I uh-huh. remember there was you a ton of Greek. stuff I can say. It's just like, you got to really be a cool ass dude to pull off a solo act. You know, I you don't do. know. You really got to be you cool. Do. It's just like, there's something about a phonetic quality to a name. You know, yeah. you can't be like, you know, like a Russian Havalabadaba. Yeah. Uh, Zolv. You could and then have a solo artist that, yeah. like, in the United States, you know, needs double to be like, love a double <laughs> There was a, like Jack Slide or something. <laughs> there was literally a guy in the 70s who had a couple hits named Engelbert Humperdinck. And that was his real name. Engelbert Everything Humperdinck. I said was wrong. I mean, that is as Damn. ridiculous of a, of a name as you can that's imagine. That's pushing the envelope. But yeah, you got to, that's like the other end of the spectrum. Like, you yeah. got your John Mayer. Jason Mraz, yeah. Jack Johnson, yeah. and then you got fucking Humper Dinkle, whatever. <laughs> Humpty Dumpty, Humpty Dumpty. But Jimmy Selesky just—it didn't sound like a—it didn't sound right so stupid that it was <laughs> stupid, and it didn't sound so—it just was like a name. It's like it's good as a name, you know. Solid name. Hi, my name is Jimmy name. Selesky. Speak for yourself, buddy. But listen to my music. It's not, you know, I don't know. It's just like, it just sounds stupid to me. You put yeah. a sticker up. It's definitely like grocery store worker name. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a, you see it on a name tag and you're like, all right. Hi, uh, Jimmy, there's a, there's a spill on aisle three. Can you get the mop? Oh, Jimmy Selesky. I, I, I know how to pronounce that. <laughs> Sophomore to aisle seven. <laughs> so It is an intercom name. <laughs> so it was, it was, uh, yeah, back in those days and that was my met up with Mike. I actually met up with Mike in the very similar manner that you met me. Mm. I saw Mike playing at Green Turtle, and I noticed two things. I noticed that, A, he was good looking, <laughs> which in strong a very... Strong jawline. Strong jawline. And in a very non-homosexual but competitive <laughs> way, I said, this guy plays music, and he's good looking. And also, he's good. And I was like, if you can't beat him, join him. So, <laughs> so I, le- I, I went up to him, and his mic was clipping, and I said, hey, dude, uh, you sound good, um, but I, turn the gain knob down on your microphone a little bit because you're clipping a little bit. And he was like, okay, dude. And <laughs> he <laughs> ate a giant sense. slice of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Kick flipped over to the mixer. It wasn't, it wasn't like Manos. It was Donatello from <laughs> <laughs> Righteous advice, dude. <laughs> That's a good. I mean, I hate to say it, you know, we keep giving this man his flowers, but it's a great name for music, Mike Manos. It is. That's what I'm it talking. Is. Really it's fucking is. amazing. It, it really is. It's really I'm, good. I'm, I'm done talking about Mike Manos. He's gotten too much gas tonight. <laughs> I'm gassing him up too. Well, I'm about to fucking ruin his whole career at the end there of his pocket. Doesn't matter. What I want. We're, we're coming for him now. We're, the we're roast of Mike Manos. <laughs> How we Mike cool. Manus, the sophomore years of Mike Manus. Mike Minus. <laughs> Mike Minus. Nice, dude. Nice. Now we got to stop Tell the fucking podcast. That. This is on camera. <laughs> on camera. <laughs> so I left my number in his tip jar, too. And I said, hey, dude, I'm um, trying <laughs> to start. Give me up to Mike and said, make me a rock star. <laughs> I said, I had the courage to look Jimmy in the eye when I said that. I was like a smitten girl. I was like writing my number on a napkin and like left it and made like, 
eye contact so he knew it was me. You gave him a handshake. <laughs> a tip, of the, tip of the hat there. Mr. Manos, it's so great to meet you. <laughs> and so I left I left the thing in the tip jar. I was like, hey, man, I'm trying to start a band, and you're really dope, and I feel like we Your should... secret admirer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he actually texted me back, and he came to my parents' basement with me and Sam, and that's where we started writing some of our original stuff. And then uh, I think it was kind of a thing where I think it was really one of like he's one of my closest friends, honestly, definitely mm-hmm. my closest friend in the music like circle, I would say. Um, but one of I mean, at this point, one of just my close friends. Yeah, and, he's a uh, good dude. Yeah. And we just had like just a difference in like creative direction, you mm-hmm. know, like he definitely like I definitely erred more towards the a little bit. I don't want to say, I guess, like, a little bit more retro-y sound, I guess. I don't know. Like, the music that he makes is much more, like, current, and well, it's Well, he's dope. got a retro sound, too. I, the, the, what I see is, like, you know, it, it, it's a big bridge to, to gap between you, which is, like, I, I would say pop rock is probably, like, if you're going to yeah. boil it down. Whereas Mike is, like, R&B. Yeah, know? yeah. And but also, it's, like... Reconciling that is difficult. You're not gonna have two lead singers in a band. I you mean, could. You got, I mean, you got just looking at your old videos and shit. Yeah, those are some good harmonies. Yeah, it was. Now, it, it works in some sense. Yeah, it was cool. Like I actually, I mean, at that time, I wasn't at. Admittedly, like at that time, it was weird for me to be like, oh shit, like I'm not gonna be like the lead singer. I'm gonna be like a co-lead singer. Mm-hmm. But as it went on, you know, you kinda lose like there's a bunch of like you just kinda lose you kinda gain perspective as you go on. For it sure. was like, oh wait, this is actually dope. And we did make some like cool stuff, you know, like yeah. and it was fun. And uh just kinda we still like, you know, I still like he wrote the keyboard line for try the doo doo and the synth parts for that. Mm-hmm. And I wrote the bass line to that and we like did some stuff like that. Like he's definitely played a hand in a lot of stuff. But uh The end of Mad is great. Oh yeah, but you okay. guys wailing. Mm-hmm. Yes, but uh, I mean he's doing, he's doing his uh, he's doing his own. He's the Friday night guy, at the horse now, dude. Which is fucking. <sighs> he actually just texted me today and was like, "Are you available June fourth? And it's a Friday, and I'm really hoping that that was to play at the horse to cover for him. <laughs> and he's uh, like, yeah. "I got a better gig." <laughs> and then he double books it, and then I make friends with the busboy, and then it just starts all over. <laughs> and that's our basis. <laughs> that's our basis dude yeah and then uh i guess from that point i would say the biggest probably the biggest bump up in my entire time of making music was meeting sean mercer Mm. i would say that that was like i mean that changed the game entirely i i wasn't even aware that you could hire a producer (laughs) like i didn't know like i remember i wouldn't know who to go true yeah you know it's It's like like you don't really and that's that's the thing at the time i wouldn't have kevin gorin you know kevin gorin he act i got a text today from the guy in ampersy and he said uh hey this guy kevin just emailed me and he dropped your name and he you know is he any good and so i texted kevin and i was like are you trying to get a solo drum gig at ampersy because they only do solos and then he called me immediately. And then we talked on the phone for like 30 minutes. He's a guy, you remember Kevin? He played with yeah, me and you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
drummer mostly, but he he does, he's part of a lot of products. I, yeah. I follow him on mm-hmm. a bunch of shit. Kevin's the shit. Yeah, he he's awesome. very today very good. Yeah, yeah. He DM'd me and said, uh, I didn't even read the DM at this point, but he had said that uh, he was like, hey, I know you're playing in a lot of places, whatever. Like, how do you go about getting these gigs? Mm. And the first thing that came to mind was really like I've cold called gigs before. Like I I could go in my notebook and I have like a list of I would call up the place and talk to some fucking hostess and be like, hey, uh, my name's Jimmy Seleski. I always say that. It doesn't matter. You know, like I don't feel like you need to introduce yourself, but I just feel weird not. You should have a list of names next to the NIS of list of <laughs> yeah. venues. I'm Schnarfel Darfel Bus. Uh... Hey, this is Mike Manos. I play the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Manos, right this way. <laughs> oh, please come in. We already have you booked. We actually have a guitar for you. Oh, no, they think I'm Mike Manos. They think I'm Mike Manos. <laughs> and, uh, I would call him up and I'd say, hey, I'm hoping to get in contact with the person who books live music here. And then, it, of course, the host is like, um, oh, Jesus Christ. one second. Hold up. Just can I put you? Okay, one second. Let me put you on hold for just one second. And then they go. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like four minutes and they come back and like, um, so um, my manager is saying just to uh, leave, give me your number and then uh, they'll call you. And I just, I'll meet up to like, I... I appreciate that, uh, Emily. Yeah. But I, <laughs> sweetheart. Yeah, I know that's not how it works. Like I know for a fact. I don't say this. I don't go into full tari. I'm like, <laughs> Emily, how much time you got? Because here's my problem. See, I started playing music when I was 19 years old, and then, <laughs> so you know. But that's usually how it goes. And then if you're really lucky, they'll give you an email, and then you send an email, and then about one in ten. 10%, if you will, of people yeah, will actually email you back. Yep. And it's at that point. So now out of 50 bars, you might get three gigs. That's music marketing in a nutshell. Yes. And Kevin asked me, how do you go about it? And I started thinking about it. And this was today. And it made me realize that a lot of it really is just doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get into mm-hmm. one gig and then somebody's sitting at the bar who works at the bar down the street. Yeah. They're either the owner or a manager or a bartender or whatever. And they're like, oh, dude, you should play here. Or you just are doing it, and then somebody else goes, oh, man, I can't play this gig on Friday. Can you fill in for me? And then you go there, and you fill in for them, and you make a good impression, and they book you. Yeah. And that's, so it's really just about like doing it. It's like I don't think I would have met Sean or you know, met – I wouldn't have met you. Like I wouldn't have met – Mike, I would have met so many different people. It's a charisma thing, you know, at the end of the day. Well, it's charisma that's also being, I mean, if you're good, that goes a long way. It's like being around. Huh? Yeah. Just being around. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just actively doing it. Other people see you doing it. They're like, oh, okay, he does that. Yeah. I can use him for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other part of that is literally being around. Yeah, exactly. Going to other people's shows, like, sitting in on a song or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, meeting like you're fucking the dude playing down the street or the guy who's playing next yeah. or whatever, yeah. like fuck. And it is so strange because that process is really how life works in general. But there's a, like for instance, you go to college and you take classes and they say you take this class, this class, this class, this class, and then you graduate with a degree. And that 
lays out a clear path for how you're going to do whatever you're trying to do, at least to getting the degree, at which point then you're dropped into the real world and realize that if you actually want to advance in your career, it's actually nothing like that. Mm -hmm. It's actually you just got to start doing shit and hope and just kind of keep doing it and not stop doing it. And then eventually you run into this person. Yeah. And like the whole who you know thing versus what you know, it's... I think people misinterpret that to mean like, oh, you got to like already have a connection. It's not, it's not necessarily that. It's just like, do your shit. If you're good and you know how to talk to people, you're going to f- form relationships mm-hmm. and there's going to come a point, there's going to come a point where somebody's, I remember my wrestling coach would always say that. He said, 90% of life is just showing up. <laughs> 90% of life is just showing up. I won the overly city county championship by showing up <laughs> because it fucking it i made it to the semifinals and uh it snowed it was snowmageddon we were off of school for like two weeks and the county decided there the city and county said okay we're gonna give everybody four pound allowance and so for 10 days everybody's snowed in chilling with their friends blah 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 blah. finally the tournament comes back on 10 days later they want to complete the final two rounds show up Every other kid was like just fucking chilling, couldn't make weight, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, me and one other dude out of the four were like, we made weight. And then, <laughs> so like, just showing up. Jimmy is Snowman Celeste. <laughs> <laughs> showing up, baby. I have that bracket on my wall and it just says forfeit. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. You won. That's life, baby. Yeah. A forfeit's a fucking win, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Got you know? Numbers. numbers they were fucking baby. playing video games, probably banging <laughs> chicks, doing cool shit, smoking weed, eating Cheez-Its. I wasn't doing any of that. got that plaque. Now, if I could have done that, I probably would have been doing that. (laughs) Luckily, I was such a fucking loser that I had no other option but to maintain weight. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm going to do for fun? Not eat. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) And that's it. And that's a lesson you kind of learn about anything, you know? And it's hard to explain Mm -hmm. that, and it's frustrating to explain that. One of the most frustrating things ever, and I know you've seen this, I know you've seen this, I don't know if you go on the music forums, but I've, you've probably seen this with film shit too. I mean, there's, I mean, everything's, you know, relates back to this. Like yeah. Comedy mm-hmm. shit, mm-hmm. film yeah. shit, literally everything. Like if you go onto a film tutorial, for instance, right? And you'll go on there and you're like looking up like, or like, I, I, I can't even use any terminology, so I'm going to bring this back to music and just follow with me here. <laughs> okay. You go onto a music tutorial and you're like, how do I compress guitar? And then the first answer is like some 50 year old man and he's like, Really? There's no rules to this, dude. Like, it's really just what sounds best to you. And I'm just like, that is not, I don't know what to but do now with now that it. you know how to do it, you understand this point, though, too. It's literally how it works. Yeah. Like, I was looking for somebody to be like, oh, if you want the guitar to sound good, you got to put your threshold at 20. You got to yeah. build the attack at 33 milliseconds. And that's how you compress guitar. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just looking for generic rules to things. And then you do it, and you're like, it's not working. It's not working, dude. Remember I got a skateboard when I was like eight years old <laughs> from Target and I brought it home and I remember my dad always tell the story. I was in my driveway yelling at my skateboard saying, skateboard, skateboard, do the thing. Do the thing. <laughs> and I started crying <laughs> and my dad was like, dude, I think I might have been six. I'm going to make my age younger. <laughs> I was two and a half years old in my driveway yelling at my skateboard saying it wasn't working because I thought that if I just had a skateboard that that I would immediately be doing fucking ollies and kickflips. Demetrios! <laughs> and then I realized, oh, wait. I got to do it. 
I got to do it. It's a tool. You know? And so how do you explain to someone? It's literally, you just look at someone, figure it out. That's life, dude. <laughs> That's life, kid. Figure it out. You know? How did this, how does anything happen? You couldn't plan this. I mean, I planned meeting you for five years and you don't give a shit. But <laughs> I don't I don't not give a shit. I just don't fucking remember. Sounds a lot like not giving a shit, dude. If you were to tell your girlfriend, I don't not give a shit, I just don't remember our anniversary. Go easy on him, dude. John was like not alive for five years, apparently. <laughs> he was in stasis, okay. <laughs> Yeah, man, but that's really that's really what it comes down. And then all of a sudden, it's like something starts making sense, and you just kind of just do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, though, yeah. you brought up YouTube. I feel like YouTube University is honestly like the best way to do anything. Yeah. I mean, um, music is definitely how I started. I mean, you know, it was how to play fucking Foo Fighters Everlong yeah. on yeah. YouTube, and just some idiot in a camera going like, yeah, you're going to want to put an iron fret, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And Except it's actually Marty Music, who's a god. Marty have, you Dave, have you ever heard Dave Grohl explain how he wrote that song? Yo, what is it? He literally was like sitting with Nirvana and he like played that chord. And he was like, he says it now. He's like, I don't know what the fuck it was, but he liked it. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's to your point. It's just kind of like he did it and he was like, all right, this works. And then Kurt Cobain mm-hmm. was like, "Nah, dude, <laughs> nah." It <laughs> was like, drums. "Wait till I'm 27." Yeah, <laughs> I got other plans next mean. year. <laughs> You're gonna be huge. Dave. <laughs> Just wait. But yeah, dude. I mean, fucking anything. I mean, you know, even the shit like I went to school for, like fucking, uh, I don't know, just like world politics and all that shit. Like how I stay up to date on all that shit now is like, yeah, I read a good bit, but I also just watch like. You know, people who make videos about it and like do reports about that sort of thing. And, you know, like I'm an idiot video editor, but Eric, you've probably done the same thing. You know, I'm just like, how uh, color Adobe Premiere? Ah, like, what am I doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's just like, you know, you got to watch a couple videos and like extract little bits and pieces from each one. You know, mm-hmm. especially cooking is the same way. And you've, I know you watch like food YouTube. Oh, so, yeah, like, dude. You know, how do you make a carbonara? It's like, yeah. Fucking Adam Ragusea has a good carbonara, but what's binging with Babish do? And then you take oh, the best yeah. ideas from both and make your own carbonara. And then I'll ruin it. <laughs> it's all about stealing. It's all about mm-hmm. stealing ideas mm-hmm. here and there and putting your own little twist on it when you mm-hmm. can. Exactly. Yeah. That is a very frustrating part of songwriting is when you're like halfway done writing a song and you realize it sounds like something else. And then at that point, you're like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I think I you gotta fight through care. that yeah. that Im- impulse though. Honestly, and you guys I, helped me do that in the past. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it would be such a high honor to have somebody be like, "You stole my song." <laughs> Fine, <laughs> good, good. Sue me. Sue me. I, w- I would love it. Do you know how much press that would bring? Yeah, this band. If you sued us for stealing, yeah, <laughs> be awesome. I guess just like I was talking more about like riffs in general. Sometimes I'm like, no, this is too much like the bass from da da da. If you like actually play the whole song out, like and and just execute what you're trying to do well, you're already like imparting that little bit of yourself in the song. It's not nobody's gonna be yeah. like, oh, you stole this. You know, yeah. it's like it's its own thing because you made it and you're just being like authentic. So yeah, long yeah. as you're literally not playing the same thing. But <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that's something you learn from cover gigs too. Is like how many of the popular songs that you play that are literally the same fucking thing. Right. I mean, how many songs are literally chords. the same chords? You know, yeah. it's like what I, you own C G A minor F, dude. Mm-hmm. I doubt it. Yeah. We own C G A minor <laughs> F, dude. We play at C and R. 
Do you play at CNR? I don't On those Fridays, that shit's ours. <laughs> we play there once a month, every other, 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 other month. <laughs> come, come take these four chords from us. I want you to. I've literally been beg. I, I, I do think it's hilarious uh, that I've been in contact with the person who runs Barley's Backyard under two different... <laughs> entirely different like things yeah you have an alter ego (laughs) i'm playing there this sunday and i have a dm conversation with the same person on live from the studio talking about completely other things and then i have another conversation on my own instagram for the band or my personal one which is no longer the band which i'm gonna get to in a second (laughs) oh i'm getting to that (laughs) and i I just gonna go there And she, uh, she's like messaging me and like, I'm just, she's like, I, she was like, you got any promo shots for your solo thing coming up? And I was like, I sent her a band pick <laughs> and she was like, she was like, oh, I need a, like one of you. And I was like, well, maybe you should just book the band. Mm, that's smart. good. That's smart. good. Smart. Power I don't understand why they don't do bands there. Here's the thing. The one time we did play, thing. I mean, yeah, we did. We played inside the one time, but. When it was turtle? I mean, what? When it was Turtle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. when it was Turtle. Mm-hmm. And that was the shit. Oh, it was awesome. That was, uh, <laughs> I saw, we all saw the greatest we ass all, of all time. That, that was <laughs> particularly awesome. That's it was true. unbelievable. That dude. was one of the funniest moments of my life. <laughs> I swear to God. In unison, just like. It's like, you, you saw, I, what? Me, you, you saw that? I saw that? We, that was ridiculous. <laughs> the whole room just paused. It was, it was objective. Probably because yeah. we stopped playing. It was almost Guitar confusing. hero noises started going off. Like, <laughs> bang, 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 bang. <laughs> star, star power. You suck. <laughs> yeah, dude, those are fun gigs. And I just think it's hilarious. That I'm going to show up on Sunday and play that gig. And then sometime next week, because the belt is arriving, uh, uh, I was me- I was mentioning that uh, now the election's over, we can finally admit that the mail fucking sucks. My belt was supposed <laughs> to be here fucking a week ago, and it just delayed and delayed and delayed. The FedEx thing, I got a I got a speaker like a, a the kind we use at CNR that I borrowed from Justin mm. as a yeah. monitor. I just ordered that, and like that's FedEx baby coming tomorrow. They gave me a time. Private. They gave me a time. Yeah, yeah. And it's there, baby. Tomorrow they're like, be here at 103 because you need to sign for this shit. And I was like, thank you, FedEx. Post office is like, we got it. We got it. It's, going to, it to, uh, it's going to Odenton. And then be there by it's going to be in Sparks. Tonight. It's going to be in Sparks for two days <laughs> at a mailing center. <laughs> Where it's going after that. <laughs> Whoa. Probably another mailing center. Maybe another. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, can I just pick it up from Sparks? It's yeah. <laughs> can I just go to Sparks. Like, I'll take the drive. It's fine. <laughs> just, I want it. I want it. I got a gig coming up, dude. And you got it in a fucking mailing center. In the- <laughs> can damn. I just spend another five dollars? You guys can give it to FedEx, and it, it'll just be here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I did think it was uh, hilarious that. I think the band Instagram was the best idea we've had this year. <laughs> and uh, I did think it was a good idea at the time. But I just think it was funny how like we were how long it took you guys to... Well, I just imagine that like... I, I don't know how the conversation took place. But I feel like it was like one of those things where like... I'm imagining in my head it was like John and Joe were like... Should we break it to Jimmy that we need? <laughs> That's literally what happened. <laughs> <And then laughs> so honestly, this is kind of a pattern with Jimmy. Because... 
he didn't have a personal Instagram page when we had the live from the studio one. <laughs> so he would use the live from uh-huh. the studio page as his personal Instagram. <laughs> and I would get like notifications of like girls DMing him back and shit. And like, and then that just happened again with your, you had Jimmy Selesky, but it was sophomores. Yeah. That's and a good I, bit of power if you got the, the password. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I just like would tend to not look at it just because I'm like, all right, I don't know what the fuck they're doing in there. <laughs> I don't want to see. You know, dude, just wherever. It I don't want to see my friend at his thirstiest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, for the record, I, I never respect for your friend Jimmy. <laughs> I don't think I was ever that thirsty on Instagram. I don't dude. think so. I threw a couple fire emojis here and there. You can't throw a fire emoji anymore. Really? Really? You can't. You can I mean, you can. Emoji. I'm just saying, you can't. Yeah. Like, I you said you is can't. that thirsty? Is that can thirsty? <laughs> Eric's like, what? I can't send a fire emoji anymore. How the hell do I react totally to people? Do them on that? Is something on fire? Like, <laughs> something literally on fire? Just stuff like that. You just throwing emojis at stories, you know. But uh, it makes sense now. It made a lot of sense. I just remember on the phone, uh, Joe is just like, yeah, but just yeah, but like. You know, I just feel like, you know, just having our band just be at Jimmy Selesky. Does it make sense? It's not a no. band. It's not a band Instagram. I can't remember what the exact words were, but it's just like, it's literally not what it is then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Is it the band page or it's not the band page? Yeah. <laughs> What's your band's name? Sophomore? Oh, and, and you're on Instagram. No, it's Jimmy Souls It's Jimmy Souls <laughs> <laughs> And then I was so terrified of having... My only... Hold up was I was so terrified of having to go back to the drawing board and follow a bunch of people because I got in. I think I ruined my career for six years uh, when I was 22 when Henry came up. I I don't know if you were part of this conversation. I think you were definitely in the room. But Henry's idea was, dude, just you have your Facebook page and that's the thing. Like you have the Facebook page, so just literally like just go to your friends list and just post a link on everybody's wall. One letter a night. And so I would, every night, post the link to my music page, Jimmy Selesky, on... Like I, alphabetically, alphabetically. Like a fucking phone book. And he would sociopathic just... Every single shit to me. <laughs> and, and this was before Facebook really like figured out their algorithm. Mm-hmm. So everyone who was friends with me, their entire feed would just be Jimmy Selesky posted on this person's wall. Jimmy Selesky personal... Like... It would literally like condense it. <laughs> depending on the letter, depending on the letter, it could be 140 posts. I would just sit there, one tab with my friends list, click, post, click, post. Take like an hour out of my night every night. And people would literally be DMing me and be like, they would they would say like people would comment on my be like when they saw I was coming to their letter, they'd be like, Don't do it. And then I would and then I would reply, I would reply to their with comment the with the link. You fucking maniac. Oh my god. Holy shit. <laughs> Just because at that point it was just like fuck you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Shelby West like blocked me. Yeah, she hates me now because of that. Be- literally, I think because of that. We used to sit together at Talos and you, which is huge for me because you was super hot. And then uh, I posted my link too much, and then it blew it, blew the whole thing. <laughs> Don't my grand scheme post your link too much. Is spamming everybody I, mean, I know. <laughs> Jimmy was literally the the OG dude on like Instagram comics being like. I'm fired, but you're probably never going to listen to me. <laughs> if you would just give me a chance, click on my bio, my new songs, and my comments. Check me out, please. I'm 13 years old, and I make my own beats. <laughs> I'm a shooting star. I'm going to make it one day. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, it just kind of, like, people, 
I think piss a lot of people off. I really do. I, I would really be do. so pissed if you did that, honestly. <laughs> you know, but at the time... Not knowing you, I'd be like, fuck this guy. <laughs> I know, but my wall. there are certain things that... I would look forward to it. It, just, it would stir up so much shit. It's so funny. I love that. Because like, Case literally, you got down to like the S's, and it was like six hundred people in. You gave up like, an S, yo. dude. No, he went through the whole shit. Okay, but good. I just mean like late in the game, it was so fun to watch, just because it was like it's like a month in. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hilarious dude and Zarakowitz is just like what is gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what dude law of numbers I got like 760 likes on that page all right, because of all that right. what yeah. do you want dude you can't hate on numbers and you know what it's 2021 nobody remembers that shit I'm Shelby That's West true. remembers that shit a couple other people might remember that shit you know but like some will never forget but like you know I think it took six years for people to forgive me for that <laughs> to now where they're like uh, actually taking it like you know it, that's that's what I was afraid of is what I'm getting at I was afraid of starting yeah, an Instagram page it was a bad page. first impression yeah the six years ago and people finally let it go and then six years ago clean slate dude <laughs> and then Celestia this sophomore <laughs> <laughs> yeah is dude. he still a sophomore oh it's just like a, a thing okay. oh yeah <laughs> technically I'm still a sophomore <laughs> we're gonna get down to the nitty gritty of it but uh yeah when I, when you guys when we proposed the idea of the band Instagram, I was like oh no I just had like flashbacks people <laughs> DMing me and I was like oh Jesus here we go again dude <laughs> Just when things are finally starting to make sense. I mean, you've been doing kind of the same practice recently. You just like follow everybody on our friends list, but like that definitely it, fucking it, works. And it's totally different. It's fucking know? working. Yeah, dude. A follow here's a good thing about a follow though. Nobody else sees it. It's like a poke. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is a poke. Mm -hmm. It's like basically a follow is basically saying, Hey, I exist. Wanna follow me too? And it makes it so easy. Yeah. Literally on the notification that they follow you, it's like, Do you want to follow them back? Yeah, <laughs> and which pisses me off the amount that only fifty percent we have. A, I've been calculating it nightly. Fifty percent. We were at fifty-four percent. Now we're down to like forty-eight percent. Mm. So I think mm. the friends lists are organized by like your most interacted with down to yeah. like just your randos. Yeah, that would make sense. And uh, I think we're getting to the rando region, which mm. pisses me off. It's like, dude, do you know how easy it would be to just click follow back? Sure, we're gonna true, unfollow true. you in a month. <laughs> As I'm sure. super grateful for like like all the support we've gotten in general, just like really positive feedback, like an interest. But sometimes like you're not gonna follow me, you? Oh, you're not gonna yeah. follow me, dude. Dude, I'm a big. Uh, I every now and then I'll just think of a random person that I follow. <laughs> I'll, I'll just think, search them to be like, oh, yeah. Doesn't say follows you, hmm. dude. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I do that <laughs> like weekly. I do that weekly. Hell I think yeah. of people from my past, like coworkers, friends, whatever, and I'll be like, let me see what they're up to. Search them out. If I see they don't follow me, I'll unfollow them and then follow them again. Oh. Just to be like, hey, you're not going to fucking follow me, dude? I thought we were boys. <laughs> you know? Damn, damn. They're on the gauntlet. They better respond. Uh, I, I feel you. It's disappointing when they don't. That is so petty. <laughs> It's not petty, dude. It's I love the petty. It's I love it. No, I, I love it. Text you in like I love it too, years. but it's just like, Jesus. It's like, dude, I follow you. I follow you. I see your fucking stories all the time. You should see my stories all the time. You know, like social media has made it so incredibly easy to just maintain some little inkling of connection to people that would have never existed 
50 years ago. Like, you know, I'm not going to just know Bob in the 70s, like some guy I worked at fucking Melting Pot with 10 years ago. I'm not going to know that he's on vacation this week. Yeah. You know, but now I can. And you you can can know that about me. And the fact that you decide, (laughs) the fact that you decide not to, I don't know, dude. I, uh, I want to bring up one thing before we go out. It's completely unban related. I just want your opinion on this. <laughs> All right. Um, this better not be about like pissing through the fly again. I'm so no 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 no. This is uh. I say this for the end of the podcast too because I know she's not going to listen. <laughs> I have a do. I do have a good um poll though. Ooh. Oh yeah. The next time you know for 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 women really. Oh great. <laughs> do you want me to tell you what it is, or do you do you, do we want to wait to put it on the band page? So it uh, could I mean, get weird. Just <laughs> <laughs> another bracket scenario. It's or? not a bracket. It's just a poll. It's just a poll. It's just the last time was the do you pee over the fly or do you be pee through the fly? And it was That's, clearly yeah. for men, but women would would post on it and say, "Oh, of course, over the fly." Yeah, you don't know what you're. They doing. They don't count. They don't. They don't count. No. Yeah, bitch, you're peeing above the fly. <laughs> Listen, all right. Here's here's my question. Okay, if if you're a woman, you know how women have their dildos and their vibrators and stuff and it's like very normal for them to have these things right yes yes. would you find it weird if you went into a guy's place and you found a flashlight yeah i think that's an excellent question is that weird how many just no fine how well yeah. uh, the amount might how get fucking strange if you've how got many like flashlights is weird if you've got yeah. like x amount of like right. fleshlight and like, like um, neon like or like signature fleshlights by you like you know. into a guy's studio and he had four butt plugs would you find that weird <laughs> so, i mean if you had like the magna flesh 4000 i might be the like the magna flesh i'm gonna be yeah. like dude that's Octo- weird the octa flesh it's like Does a weird thing because like because dildos can be very like non-discreet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like or they can look like a hide fucking, it in a drawer. Yeah, like gone. you would never know. You mean they can yeah, okay. Discreet, but a flashlight yes. is like, all right, that's not <laughs> an actual flashlight. What yeah. is that? Oh wait, a realistic looking pussy. <laughs> Why does he keep like, this in the door of his car? Just in case. A fucking minimalist flashlight for the for the twenty twenties. Like Steve Jobs needs to come back from the dead and give us a flashlight. Yeah. yeah. You just need the two. A flashlight app for your phone. Do you guys remember nice. those? Like, it was a toy. It was like a little. It looked like a flashlight, but it was like the, see like, through. Oh, the like thing where you put your finger in it, like, yeah. it smells real out. weird. Have one of yeah, those yeah. for adults, you know? Those yeah. things have been fucked so many times. I'm sure. I fucked so mine. People. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't At some point or another, it was bound to have I think that's an excellent question. I will say I think that's probably, I would say, probably more of a live from the studio type poll. I don't know how that would Fine. fare on the band poll. <laughs> I just think it's a good poll to put out we'll, there. We'll give you credit. We'll give you credit. You don't need to give I'll me even credit. post you a picture. I'm like, just like, like your picture behind we'll the poll. Like, John Burkhart <laughs> wants to know. <laughs> I eagerly await the results. <laughs> I think that I, I'm, I'm actually interested to know how many girls know what a fleshlight is. Because I think I'm sure that now I feel like it's everyone knows mean, what it is. Now. Right? I think you'd be surprised how many girls just aren't aware of that shit. I mean, most I would say probably most girls say, do know but... it, but I don't know. I could see a lot of girls being like, "What's a flashlight?" Sure. Yeah. Like when it comes to those Maybe. departments, I feel like girls just don't really fuck with that kind of shit. 
Like, they don't know porn stars. You don't fucking say, oh, yeah, this person. But uh, I was going to ask you guys this final question for you guys and you, all okay. of you. Uh, how you feel about this? Uh, the girl that I've been talking to recently, um, when we first started hanging out, she called me out because she went through my... Can we give her a name? <laughs> <laughs> Let's call her... Uh, Dorothy? Dorothy. Wanda. Dorothy works. Wanda. Wanda? I prefer... Yeah. Wanda. Wanda. Okay. Wanda. Well, I like Wanda. <laughs> um, so she notices that on my Instagram when we first, because I met her on Hinge. And so naturally, you're going to stalk out the Instagram profile before you go like, oh, let's meet As up. you do. As you do. It's normal. Mm-hmm. So on like our second or third date, she brings it up and she's like, oh, you follow like so many like Instagram models. And I just thought that was like kind of a like a red flag. And I was like, what? You know, like, what? Come on. <laughs> me? You're going to call me out on this? Uh, in me? Public? <laughs> me? Public? You know how you simp, dude? I'm in the middle of my set. <laughs> and uh, so... You're a recovering simp. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, and like, one of the hardest things ever is trying it's to... It's the ex- equivalent to just having like fucking bikini like posters all over your fucking apartment, mm. I feel like. Yes. In the modern day. This leads me to a deeper question, though, which isn't even the main question, but it's deeper than the main question, <laughs> which is uh, I, for whatever reason, when, like, a girl that I'm talking to is, like, super into, like, other bands, it kind of makes me feel I'm imagining the same way that if a girl that I'm talking to sees me being super into, like, random chicks on Instagram. And I think that's weird. I think it's weird, but your perspective on it is weird, or my perspective is on it is weird. Yeah, I think so. Okay, would you agree that it's weird? I would agree it, that it's weird. I, I don't feel that way. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I would I mean, actually it'd be more rather akin to like you seeing her follows and it being like just a bunch of dudes like crotch shots. Or yeah, but here's shit. the thing. Here's the <laughs> yeah, thing. Girls don't yeah. girls don't work that way though. Girls yeah, don't exactly. follow a bunch of guys with with crotch shots and shit girls follow guys that they find cool and interesting and so if a girl is super into like a band then i'm thinking like she'd probably fuck that dude if she had the chance potentially so it's like i don't know does that make any sense like if you're I, super totally into sense. a band i see i i get your your thought train process. of thought yeah yeah like it's like girls and guys' value systems are different. Like girls, way when, different. That's when, true. I just I do see why it's judged differently. Right? Oh, mm-hmm. Might be. Um, I I do see why it's judged differently because one's like, you know, both are like romantic in a sense, but one's like <laughs> Instagram um, thoughts very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> one's like I like what you're doing, and maybe that's like the girls, right? And the guys are like, yeah, I could jack off to this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's a lot yeah, more yeah. blunt. It's much more which, in your face. But you that's know. also how the difference between how men and women approach sex in general. That's that's generally true. Yeah. So, yeah, so. Uh, like for instance, when they made they have Playboy, right? They made a magazine called Playgirl soon after that, back in the seventies or eighties or whatever. Girls didn't buy that. Gay guys bought that. It was a bunch of hot guys. Obviously, girls aren't going to fucking Royal Farms and picking up a magazine of a bunch of hot guys on it. I mean, <laughs> some some girls may, but it that's mainly marketed all to what did you say? I said, who knows? I mean, who knows? But I'm saying yeah. it's not. I mean, all bets are off now because it's the internet and like plenty of girls watch porn and shit. Plenty, so. but not nearly as many. 
as yeah. guys. Yeah, I mean, like, all sorts of shit. Just like, but also, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like most girls like fucking watching like lesbian shit at the end of the day. It'd be an interesting poll. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I could see that. I, I want the I want the data. <laughs> I could see that, but I've I've had mixed reviews on that because a lot of guys like watching lesbian shit too. So it's mm-hmm. like you know, lesbian shit just kind of hits on all cylinders, really, if you think about it. <laughs> But I don't know. It's just it's always been a it's always been like I, I don't like bring it up, but like it always kind of <laughs> is weird. Like when I see them like share a Spotify thing, and it's not our song, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Come on, you know. It just kind of like throws me a little bit. I get that. Yeah. Let me make I, this compare. I usually okay. find it more attractive if a girl's showing bands and shit. It's like you are very passionate about something and I enjoy that, you know? That's a cuck mentality, Joe. Fuck you. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's a Joe's cuck mentality. Poly. Get out of here. This weird no, poly brain. Yeah. <laughs> I find it so attractive when she's in other dudes that aren't... <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying though, John? Um, no, I, I get that mentality. It's... I get both sides of where Joe and Jimmy are coming from because it's like, I can see where it'd be like, if you're going to be sharing something, why can't you share the art that I've created? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She might As like opposed, the song, too. Yeah. She might like the song. Yeah. and But it's like, yeah. I, but I appreciate the guy. fact, but yeah. I appreciate the fact that you want to fuck the lead singer of the 1975. That's yeah. sick. That's and sick. I like that band, but fucking keep it in your pants. Yeah. But yeah. like, yeah. but I, I, get, I get it where it's like, okay, like you want to, let people know that you're listening to the song and you're passionate about it and like you want other people to listen to it but it's like i just put this fucking piece of yeah. work out that a lot of people don't realize how much work goes into putting out a song it's like yeah. you we put in fucking 72 you guys put in 72 fucking takes of one guitar <laughs> track i tell people this yeah. and they're like holy fucking shit you guys sat there until 4 a.m getting one guitar line right it's like we've sat in here until 4 a.m doing a lot of stupid shit uh, well yeah but it's kind of you'd think we would have made more yeah takes (laughs) yeah Uh, but the the point is is like we put all this like heart and soul into this Mm -hmm. and it's like to take it back to the very beginning of our conversation is Mm -hmm. we get these fucking reviews from these people who are like yeah, it's good, but it's just not catchy enough. Or yeah, it's good, but the vocals just aren't it wasn't there. loud yeah. enough. It wasn't, it wasn't loud, loud enough. enough. <laughs> the volume was too the chorus the chorus didn't the chorus wasn't big enough. It's like it's all it just all ends up being objective. Yep. But I get where you're coming from where but I get where you're coming from. Yeah. However, oh here we go. Looking at a girl's ass and liking it and looking at a girl's boobs and liking it is okay. very different than a girl being like, hey, I like this band. All right. All right. Let me let me just give you this example. Yeah, you like, don't, just don't like it, dude. Just look at it and scroll past. I don't know why I always like them, dude. It's like, why do I like them? You know, it's like, what am I doing? Yeah, you, um, don't, you don't like them. I don't, I don't want anybody to see them. I don't know what it is, dude, but I just... I like them. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Gotta like them, you know? Okay, let me give you this example. Maybe this will help kind of clear things up a little bit. Let's say you're a UFC fighter. You're a UFC fighter. You're dating a chick. All right, I'm a and UFC fighter. And you are a, like, you're fighting for the championship. You're doing something. You're fighting your way up through the ranks. You're trying to do your best thing ever. Your girlfriend 
is a huge Conor McGregor fan. Loves Conor McGregor. And all she's posting about all the time, oh my God, did you see that Conor McGregor fight? It was so good. He's such a great fighter. And you're sitting there doing your fucking damnness to try to fight up the ranks, doing your shit. It's, you yeah. devoted your entire okay. life to okay. it. Okay. Could you not see how that could kind of come off as I didn't. I didn't realize we were comparing them sharing us and them sharing another person. I thought it was just like, a girl shares a band, she wants to fuck them. And that makes Obviously. me upset. I thought that was like the through line of your well, argument. It's one of the through lines. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like that Jimmy's like with. reposting like a yeah. girl's ass. Yeah. On, on. Everyone needs to see this. I didn't Did you see what I saw? Because holy shit. There's this ass like, is literally vibes right yeah. now. Listen, I'm just saying, I share songs all the time. And right. I'm never like, yeah, this fucks and like, <laughs> this fucks, you know. Like, I'm trying to calm right now. It's like I like the song, and I want other people to see that. And I feel like girls probably do the same thing most of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they I do. get it. And you can make it a, a million analogies about it, but I, I think that like, I get where you're coming from. Where it's like you really put all this fucking hard work into yeah. these songs. And again, if they like, if they should somebody else's. And they didn't show ours, and we felt like close to them, and be like, "What the fuck?" I didn't know that's yeah. what you're talking about. Well, that was that kind of, I totally agree. That with, was yeah. kind of what happened. So what happened yeah. was she like like she shared she one of Mike Manos. <laughs> 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 All right, turn it off. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was she like liked the song. She commented on it. She like texted me. She's like, "I'm listening to it with my roommate right now." Blah blah blah. And the next day, but she never shared it. Next day, she shared some song by Dawes. And it was like some like super stripped down song where he was like, you know, I just am doing me. Or something stupid. Yeah, some fucking, fucking stupid. like 90% of those songs are just boring as shit. Nothing's happening. And yeah. Then like, it's like also, this I feel like girls, whenever they share songs, they're just like, this is me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very meta comment. Yeah. Is usually how it goes. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that uh, people That's girls like listen to Tennessee. White girls country. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so she. Uh, shared that band song and i just was a little bit of a bitch <laughs> and i was like i get it i was like oh oh wow didn't share our song but congrats dolls that's what uh, i said yeah whoa you oh. talking to him now too <laughs> <laughs> and then i was like another message joking but i was like <laughs> omg dolls this song is so good i can't think of any other song anybody should possibly listen to right now other than this song by dolls it's so that's good incredible. <laughs> there go. just well, like now, that's clear. smooth though because now it's a bit <laughs> yeah yeah like i made it funny it's you know like, i'm a little i'm kind of thinking about it but like i'm mad funny, i'm mad but like <laughs> dude i was i was i was like fired up like i was at the gym like afterwards just like sitting there like lifting weights like, fuck dolls fuck dolls dude He's got a big chorus. He's got a big... Does he have a bigger chorus than me? Does he have a bigger chorus than me? <laughs> the vocals are there. <laughs> and uh, we smooth, she literally said, she was like, oh, no, I, I literally shared it like three times, but every time I shared it, I was like, I thought it would be like too much because like we're not like dating or anything. She just thought it was like too overbearing. And I was like, no, actually what you did was underbearing <laughs> what you should have done. But uh, no, that was just something. But anyway, the reason I brought this whole thing up is because uh, one day when I was asleep at her place, she went on my phone and I found this out today. I'm assuming. I haven't, I haven't confirmed this yet. But I think she unfollowed all the Instagram models that I follow. Holy no shit. No way. What? Yes. Yes. And so... That's weird. 
fucking. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Is like. This is finally the hypothetical. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, we made it. <laughs> this is where I was trying to get to here. Oh. I The other stuff was a pop quiz. <laughs> this is the real test. I spent... Did you unfollow all our bands, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, dolls. <laughs> um... I noticed it because I was noticing a very large lack of thoughtness in my feed. I was like, dude, normally every time I open my feed, I get distracted. You pick Just up. switch yeah. to live from the studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody's unfollowing. I can't look at our Instagram page in public anymore. No, I've actually, I actually, I actually have cleared it up a lot. There is a point where the bot was going ham. And it was just following mad people. There would literally just be like porn clips yeah. in my news feed. Wow. Yeah, it was definitely the bot. It was and crazy. <laughs> it was the bot, dude. Like, the bot. I, if yeah. you asked me, the bot yeah. was going a little haywire, dude. Jim bot soul <laughs> had to tell Had to tell the bot to stop DMing chicks. <laughs> Doing all that crazy bot shit. Like, you know how technology is. You can't trust it. AI these days, man. They, AI. It fucking learns, dude. <laughs> So um, I noticed it because I, I so I, I noticed it and then I spent an hour out of spite searching every single one of them and refollowing. A them. lot of those pages are private now. You had to request. I had to, to request. Follow. She unfollowed Summer Soderstrom, which I was kind of angry because like I actually know this one. I actually know this one. Like when I like her pictures, that's me supporting her. Mm. You know, and uh, right. I noticed. Yeah, I'm supporting her, and and I noticed that I noticed that she unfollowed. I've heard that one before. <laughs> she unfollowed me because I unfollowed her, and that made me kind of that kind of made me mad because I was like, oh. "Damn, it's like this person thought she that she could have shared our song." Exactly, <laughs> that too. Not that I thought about that, but that too. <laughs> that too. So I actually DM Summer and I said, "OMG, blah blah blah." Uh, you know, I. You won't believe that some girl <laughs> I was sleeping with I hope you unfollowed see this. you. So you if you see this, give me another follow. <laughs> Love you. I uh, not in so many words, but I I said that it was an accident. I unfollowed her, like making a joke about it, and then uh, she followed me back. Here we go. Damn, I'm so surprised I, you didn't get like fucking buried in like. And I said it all. DMs, dude. No, I I. Uh, I literally uh, spent about an hour. I couldn't think of this one girl's name, but uh, I spent an hour finding her. Not because I wanted to follow her, but because it was like it was like a violation to me. It's like you don't. <laughs> Do you know this happened? Do you know like I can't that was think the of any. Why would they get unfollowed? Jimmy didn't sleep unfollow these yeah. beautiful women. I don't sleep unfollowed, dude. It's not a thing I do. <laughs> not like fucking too hot, too hot. <laughs> No, thank you. In a relationship. <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, I didn't want to make this whole conversation weird, but I just thought that was a weird situation. That I agree. I, uh, it's a little bit of invasion. Is, uh, is fair. Yeah. It's an in-characterization. Yeah. Um, so I think her, her requesting you unfollow is not unfair, but her going on it. your phone and doing it is exactly. a bit oh, stepping over a line. Over the line, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
I'll probably just say something like funny and passive aggressive about it as I usually do in any confrontational situation. <laughs> oh no. Smart. And I'm sure it'll just fix itself. Beautiful. <laughs> fix itself. Beautiful. <laughs> no, I'm not that ticked about it. I just thought it was an interesting uh just bring it up thought. like, hey, do you remember who you unfollowed on Reddit? I think it's I think it's the equivalent of of just any snooping mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you, you know what I mean? Did you watch the last Live from the studio podcast? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. You didn't share the last Live from the studio podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I think she does listen to these, so I'll probably just let this conversation stand. Um, but uh, other than that, dude, I, do you have to go now? No. Oh, okay, cool. I'm my own, I, I, I live my own life. Okay, dope. Okay. That, that's I'm gonna have cool, to pee right? again. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pee. pee too, I have a great so. fiance. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. She's we not can... unfollowing LFTS as we speak on the ground. <laughs> <or something. laughs> we can wrap this up though. Oh, I was, yeah. We can either wrap it up or I got I got a whole fucking discussion we can talk about. Oh shit. How long have we been going? Uh, it's, like it's eleven forty four forty five now. Okay, yeah. So we've been going a while. Yeah. Half. Yeah. We can probably leave leave it on this. That's Unless fine. you guys have any other like crazy <laughs> VH1 behind the music stories for sophomore, for sophomore. Uh, not that I can remember, not that I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. He got the men in black pen yeah. straight to the dome. Interesting, but it's awesome because it made him a really good drummer, and it's worked out really well for us. That yeah, you so drum far. with two of those MIB sticks, right? Exactly. Constantly <laughs> flashing yourself nonstop. <laughs> What's it? What am I doing? I don't. Uh, how do I do this? <laughs> oh yeah, so you were out in California for drumming. What was that all about? <coughs> I don't know if I've ever been asked. What was about it about? That. Yeah, were you, it was about were you drumming. there for school or like? Yeah, I kind of followed the same path as you and Jimmy, except. I made the mistake of actually going back to school. So mm-hmm. I graduated Towson and I didn't get into Towson University. I actually got into Dude, me neither. I got in <laughs> I somehow got into UMBC. I don't Hell I'm, yeah. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I'm not a mathematician. I'm not that fucking smart. And I ended up going to UMBC for a year and a half. And while I was there, I just basically partied somehow partied at umbc yeah which is like i've never you, heard of that yeah. <laughs> requires being smart i well i happened i i roomed with my good friend from um high school and then ended up meeting a couple like really good people who were i don't know in the party scene at umbc whatever that means yeah and i would just get drunk all the time and not like do anything it was just it was literally like the Everclear and fucking tea for you guys <laughs> like yeah. we didn't really do anything like we just got drunk and i just like i didn't play drums all that much i kind of had a falling out with a friend who i was in a band with and like he had a drug problem that i didn't know about at the time like i ended up having him stay in my dorm sleep under my dorm room bed for a week because he was having such a tough time and at the time i was just so like oblivious to what was going on and i was at umbc left there went to essex for um uh, a semester and took a bunch of bullshit classes and then i ended up getting into towson university and ended up taking a acting class and some random like music history class and i was like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i need to figure this shit out and my parents were like you know what we'll help you out 
I auditioned for Berkeley in Boston. Didn't get in. Really? Didn't even come close to getting in. How you know it didn't come close? Did they say I, that? You're not even close. Dude, I blew <laughs> the fucking interview or the audition so bad because it involved <laughs> not only drumming, but it involved like music theory and, um, and like uh, there was more to it where they would like, they literally played scales on a piano and they were like, here, sing this scale. And they went, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. And I was like, C, D, E, F, G, A. And it was horrible. It was terrible. And I was like, I was sweating the whole, it was just bad. It was just bad. Why do you I didn't have get to know that stuff? to be a drummer? I don't, I think it's just, Berkeley's just like a school it's of like music. Prestigious. And you just fucking do everything. And then um, I got into Musicians Institute and went there for a year and a half and fucking, like, I was I was literally at school every day for eight hours a day, whether it was like not even half that time would be class. Where is that, by the way? It's in Hollywood, literally oh, in the middle of hot. Like essentially the my I, I would say my backyard, but I lived in an apartment building. But essentially like around the block was the Jimmy Kimmel studio. So I would walk by and I'd hear bands all the time. Like I got to walk by and hear Zach Brown Band, Paramore, um and a bunch of other people that like just in passing i would just yeah. sit there and just watch their fucking show from like across the street Hell it was yeah. awesome that's the whole that story about the berkeley audition gets me because it's like i don't know it i just feel like there's a way the thing that bugs me about those admissions processes like kind of even like towson's the same way i mean any any traditional music school that's accredited is very much that way. I'm just talking about more generally. So, like for instance, like Harvard. Harvard is I forgot which one. I forget which one it is, but I think it's Harvard where you can't transfer to Harvard, right? Like you have to get in your freshman year, or else you're not going to Harvard. Like you can't do like a, oh, I, I'm gonna I didn't get in, so I'm gonna go to two years at state and then reapply. Right. You can't do that at Harvard. You have yeah. to get in your freshman year, which to me it like makes it sound more exclusive. But also, it completely ignores a reality, which is that people grow at different rates. Like, and yeah. you're looking for somebody who is in the peak of their like academic abilities by time they're 17 years old and they're applying. It's like that's not really how everybody gets there. You know what I, I mean? I didn't. But I didn't hit that. Different, I think. Yeah. I definitely think Harvard's because it's like part of part of why you're going to Harvard is because. You're saying that like you went to Harvard, and there's something about the institution itself and its kind of peculiarities that makes it desirable to like employers or positions that people who would go to Harvard are going to get. You know, yes. so mm -hmm. like part of it is like, yeah, you're gonna be here four years studying hard, really fucking hard at something. You know. Well, yes, I understand. is kind of silly. I, I I agree. That it's like there is a certain that's level. That's not the way I would do music. Personally. There's ways to procure exclusivity, um, that actually uh, improve the output of talent and and ability. Right. But there's also ways to procure exclusivity that don't actually benefit the output of talent, like. If your goal as an institution is to educate and put out the finest minds that this country has to offer, mm -hmm. then there seems to me that there should be some consideration for people that may be extremely smart and maybe extremely talented and maybe just weren't there at 17 years old mm -hmm. or 16 when you apply junior year to college. Like 
Maybe you that can person apply later, right? You just have to go the four years. Like, can you be like twenty five and go to Harvard? I don't know. I don't I feel know. Like you can probably, you're, you're but also like the people that do that are like, yeah, I want. I had a gap six years where my <laughs> yeah. parents sent me to. Yeah. Now I'm going to go to Harvard. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot about those types of schools where it's like, like you're obviously a very talented drummer, and the fact that they have this very hard line way of judging people which isn't at a certain point it becomes counterproductive you know these systems were invented because it it generally applies to certain people but when there's no consideration for other factors and they just hold you to this hardline thing like oh well you know for years we've been making uh all of our drummers know how to sing the c major scale and if you are a drummer that can't sing the c major scale then that means you're not berkeley material it's like why yeah why You know, I I agree with that. I I guess I'm just saying like the Harvard model makes sense if you're studying like law or like behavioral neurology or something like things like that, where it's like a discipline with a strong like academic, sorry, Mm -hmm. discipline with a strong like academic tradition or whatever. Whereas like music, I almost feel like the best way to do that, the way that I think works the best would be like more like an apprenticeship program yeah. or like, you know, just trying That's to foster how MI like mentor relationships, very much so. you know. Actually, I was watching a YouTube video recently that was talking about Berkeley and they have this genre of music they call Berkeley funk or it's not really a genre <laughs> of music, but it's a, it's kind of a, um, like a derogatory thing to say is that a lot of people that go to Berkeley, um, when they're composing music, they tend to all compose music in a certain way and you can <laughs> listen to a band like and be like oh this this is a berkeley band because mm-hmm. they all kind of have this like different but in the same way type of sound you know what i mean where mm-hmm. berkeley is like where people are more focused on the theory behind the music than the music itself like they're more focused on like oh in measure six we we should have a key change because that's that's going to be different or, or like we should do yeah. this beat and then change time signatures. just like okay but at a certain point you lose the point of making music. Like, right. yeah, if, it's all like math equations at that point. It's mm. almost like jerking yeah. yourself off with music <laughs> theory. It really is. It's like it's like you're sitting yeah, there being like, oh yeah, sure. like our song, like there's a there's a time signature change in this third chorus, and then we key change up to here, and then hit like a a fifth note, and it's like, okay, dude, but does it sound good? Like, am I gonna listen to the song and be like, this is good, mm-hmm. or am I gonna listen to the song and be like, oh, that was cool, I guess, right? I've never been into like these like public musicians, I guess, kind of like a public intellectual, but like a a public musician. The one that comes to mind is like Jacob Collier, people like that. Yeah, probably seen him on like fucking TikTok or YouTube. Just like blows my mind. He really is like the Einstein of music. He is insane, but I've never liked anything he's ever done. It felt like not like I've never liked it. It's like ooh, that's a groovy chord he just played. But like his own stuff is just not like. It feels like he's jerking himself. Yeah, off. like, like dude, res- if you're so smart, why aren't you famous? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you you respect him as a musician. Oh, he's amazing. He's so much better than I'll ever yeah, of be. Of course, but he yeah. just doesn't like. It feels kind of soulless sometimes. I was gonna say like, there's no, there's no, there's no soul to it. Like I've seen, there's this guy. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him, but his name is he goes by C6 Steve, okay. and he literally plays a three string guitar. You should look him up on. Uh, <laughs> I have watched this video of him playing on Jules Holland. Like, it's from years and years ago. But he's just like this fucking ho-dunk Louisiana guy that just plays the shit out of this three-string, like, piece-of-shit guitar. And then there's, like, on the totally opposite side of the world is 
Jacob Collier, who is like an absolute bar none fucking genius when Mm -hmm. it comes to music. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, he it's just it's very methodical, very thought out, like everything he does. It's it's like it is very like mathematical. Yeah, He's like a theorist. almost. (laughs) But then there's guys like I mean, even us like we're closer to the spectrum of just like, let's just play what feels right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, let's not fucking worry about, you know, if this truly makes sense music theoretically. Theoretically. Yes. And there's also a sense like uh, um, trying to explain, like trying to explain uh, the, 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 what is the word I'm looking for? The music itself, like the experience of listening to a song to try to explain that through any other means other than listening to it like to try to explain it like i forgot what the quote is i think either einstein said or some other guy who's cool and says quotes mark twain said most quotes and then ben franklin mm. said like mm. like maybe like 40 percent of the other quotes and then there's like a couple other from einstein true, and other people true. and then a bunch from unknown because that's cool. <laughs> whenever a quote's by unknown you know it's true it's they a true probably quote. die yeah a lot of them, yeah. yeah but uh trying to understand music in terms of like explaining how the sound vibrates and like different vibrations and different frequencies like that like you can explain to me how this is 440 hertz frequency and then it's at this amplitude and there's different reverberations but you would never understand music unless you heard the music itself you could try to theorize it all you want you could try to understand the mathematics behind it but there is a certain sense of just when you play something it feels right and there are applications like nobody wants to sit and listen to a band who's just doing like fucking the most basic shit ever. You should be able to do that shit when it calls for it, but it should be tasteful. You know, mm-hmm. like if there is a point in the song that it would sound dope to switch the time signature or do a key change, do it. But mm-hmm. don't just do it because you can. Right. Theory can be like a really good tool in a lot of situations, but I know like we've talked about this concept before in, in the sense that like, when you're writing a song, you're like, you're figuring out what it's supposed to sound like. It's yeah. like, and I, it comes like from outside of you or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, you, it's, you're trying to like play what you hear in your head rather than like writing it. Yeah. You know? I think it's good to look at it, process. look at it from Super like, intuitive. look at it from a math perspective, right? Birth you've got your, more. you've got your basic algebra, you've got addition, subtraction, division Mm -hmm. everybody knows those things right everybody gets those things that's fucking post malone Mm -hmm. (laughs) seriously everybody gets that shit and you use it quite frankly almost every day but then you've got calc and trigonometry and anything beyond that which like you do learn those things in high school and you remember a couple of things and that gets closer to like a snarky puppy if you if you're familiar Mm -hmm. where it's kind of like it all feels familiar and it sounds good, but you know that like a lot of it goes over your head because For music sure. theory is very advanced with them. And then mm-hmm. you get, you know, I don't know, you can get crazier than that with any like prog band and shit yeah. that gets even further and further away from like what's really familiar, which is like being able to add, you know, number plus number or yeah. subtraction and doing division yeah. here and there. Well, to me, judging music, it's kind of like looking at an athlete. And like looking at Michael Jordan, for instance, I love comparing music to athletes in case you guys haven't noticed. Um, it's a lot like taking Michael Jordan. Two incredible worlds that just mesh yeah, so well. Yeah, they just well. mesh so well. Basketball and rock, you know? 
tossed the rock. <laughs> you know? Is that a coincidence? Who fucking knows? Swish. Hey, Michael Jordan, uh, we see you can sink that three-pointer, but like... Do you know how fast that ball is accelerating when you shoot it and leave yeah. your hands? Are you aware of what angle it's going to, what degree of an angle it's going to bank off the backboard into the net? No. He doesn't I give don't. a shit. He's I don't like, give a shit. If I it shoot feels better than good, that guy who does. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like at a certain point, you're trying to, that's what's so strange about art uh, and why, it, I mean, just art in general. I've always more so gravitated to things like math and, uh, like physics and stuff like that, because I enjoy the objectivity of it. Uh-huh. I like the fact that two plus two equals four, and, and it doesn't. You can't equal anything else. You can't. You can write all day and all night about why it doesn't, and you can. You if you get it wrong, it doesn't. It just do, it equals four. Yeah, and you either get that or you don't. Yeah. And if you can take that and then go, okay, well, what does five plus five equal? You understand the formula. Okay, it's ten. Mm-hmm. That's it. Art is very much like. In terms of making art, like for me, why it doesn't bother me, those criticisms that we got on that playlist push thing, is primarily because as long as I enjoy it, I understand that art is subjective. Yeah. I understand that when people listen to our song, that not everyone is going to like it. And I understand that there are perfectly produced songs, like million dollar produced songs that every single note that should be in that song is in that song. The bass sounds exactly how it's supposed to sound. The kick sounds exactly how it's supposed to sound. The vocals are perfectly balanced. The vocals are all the way there. And then it's loud there. Yeah. It's, and it's loud (laughs) and it's loud. The chorus is there. (laughs) Yeah. And, and people just still don't like it. You know, like Matt Brown said, he was like, he was like, you guys sound a lot like the Jim Blossoms. And I think the Jim Blossoms are kind of gay. But I like don't particularly care for the kind of music that you make, but you guys are really good at making that music. That was the clip, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the clip from the episode. And it's like that was it's geeky. and it's like that means as much to me as if you said you like the song. Because if you say you like the song, he appreciates what we're doing. Yeah. He just mm-hmm. doesn't he maybe not his cup of tea. Yeah. That's fine. Taste. You expect that for sure. Yeah. And you learn as you get as you go on that like not everybody you know, like I enjoy the type of music we make. But also, like, you know, I could turn on a playlist of some of my favorite songs and people would be like, turn this shit off. Mm-hmm. Some songs that I think are fucking awesome. You could be around. I could pump a song by 1975. You could play something by Japanese House with a certain one of your friends. It's like, what is this shit? <laughs> yeah. you, you know, so it's like, if you don't like it, that's one thing. Right, right. But if seven playlists don't like it, that's when I draw the fucking line. So the next one, the next one better be a fucking approval, it dude. It's an even number. <laughs> Lucky number seven. That is a lucky number. I'm actually going to check right now, see what's going on. Dude, if we get one right now. That would be so cool. That would be electric. That would be honestly fuck. That would be literally electric. <laughs> Let's check. Playlist push. Come on, playlist push. Give us something good. Give me something good. Tell me something good. Refresh. <laughs> That's not a good sign. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Come on. Pull it. Ah, nothing. Classic. Whatever, dude. I'm sure SoundCloud's vibing with it as we speak, dude. I have it on one of my playlists. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, we're a SoundCloud band at the end of the day. We're the only... We really are. We're the only wow. band on SoundCloud. 
We're also the only podcast on SoundCloud. I mean, we're a SoundCloud podcast and SoundCloud man, dude. What do you fucking want? Yeah, brand loyal. Call like a that. win-win, my friend. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, and you know, people that I I I reposted that song on a hip hop playlist. Mm-hmm. That's hip hop promo. Half the comments are like, "Yo, I fuck with this shit." Like, Young Sizzle, Lord Booty, and stuff. They fuck with that shit, you know. So it's like, but the indie people, the indie people, whatever the fuck that means, they don't fuck with it. All right, dude. Well, we're fucking more. We're hip hop now. Fuck you then, dude. We're hip hop. Hey, you know what? I will say, WTMD like... gave us the fucking thumbs up. They did, but they nice. we need to give. They them don't the clean like version. shits or fucks, but they gave us the thumbs <laughs> yeah, up. But they give a fuck and they give a shit about the song, dude. Sam Sessa is my fucking man. Yeah, that was dope, dude. What when I read that email, I'm so excited. I read it and then I marked it as unread. And then tag, and then texted you. It was like, "Yo, read this email that I haven't read yet." That's the equivalent of opening up a letter and then gluing it back together and then giving it to you. Thank you. <laughs> I had already texted Sean. It doesn't about matter if you fucking opened it or not. That's why a fucking banned email is there. Well, no, I was gonna say I didn't want you to miss it because it was marked as read. Our only other emails he are from, but just because you, but just because you mark it as unread doesn't it doesn't make the note never mind it doesn't this is a moot point but doesn't make the notification go it doesn't make a notification re-pop up yeah that's why i texted you oh my god (laughs) it's a present dude do you like christmas john you know what you like christmas Uh, you're right i shouldn't be fucking complaining you know dude i did like probably the best possible thing i could have done that situation you i read it you really did i I read it i made moves and then I unread it. Unread. <laughs> and I unread it and I texted you and said, I think I'm going to make these moves. <laughs> I think I'm going to text Sean. Meanwhile, I'm already halfway in the conversation. Like, yeah, I need you to take this out, this out. But I already told Sean we were going to need a clean version of that, dude. Yeah. We're going to need a kids' pop version. Yeah, of that I remember talking about it last day at the studio. It's just unreal. Do you guys record clean lines or is he just going to bleep it? I, I think, think he's, he's just going to mute it, right? He's going to mute it. We're not going to bleep it. Wop over it. Wop. <laughs> I tend to wop things up. We were thinking about using the uh, the, the phone recording I have of John throwing the, the dildo from the other podcast at the black ass poster. Yeah. Ooh. And like, then just. Wah! Wah! <laughs> I also like when songs like, instead of like bleeping it out, they'll just like reverse it. That's what I kind of want to do. True. Cuff. I tend to Tiss. things up. I, I tend to take this ish for granted. I love ish. 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 Say ish all the yeah. time. So you can say uff. Uff. You can say tish. Though. I tend to uff tish. Yeah, I, I mean, tend to you know. tish things up. It's like, you know. But uh, I mean, the the idea that we're going to be on a radio station is. Uh, Dude, I will say play. it is an unreal feeling to hear yourself on the radio. No matter if it's local or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, just the, first the time introduction heard, going in would probably blow my mind. Like it's, just, dude, oh, it's gonna be sick. It's a very cool feeling. I have this like life fantasy of like just being somewhere and hearing one of our songs. Like just like <laughs> being somewhere it's, like at yeah. a bar or something Absolutely. and just hearing. It. I cannot imagine how crazy that would feel. Oh my god! Yeah, it is. I mean, it is surreal to be like. I was sitting in my car going to the gym and a Thunder Club song came on 89.7 and I just like freaked out. I was like, this Hell is fucking yeah. awesome. It's fucking Because it wasn't like, what what I submitted us for was like 
a, a scheduled show. Yeah. yeah so we would have right. like a Ultimate part break. in the show, but like we Thunder Club ended up being in rotation at a certain point. So like randomly we would get on. And you know what's also a very cool thing about this is people will Shazam it from 89.7. And you can see the amount of people that Shazam the song, which How is do you very see cool. That? You just, when you Shazam any song, it'll show you how many times the song has been Shazammed. Oh, Shazam. Which is, we got to start running those numbers up. Which oh, is pretty yeah, cool. dude. Let's we got to start open up Shazam after the podcast. <laughs> I mean, Shazam honestly, no matter how much or how little it's very cool to see that people are intrigued and take notice and go like hey what the fuck is a song and they yeah it must be so incredibly satisfying <laughs> I just it's really see if cool. it works i think it's it does yeah i mean we could we could fucking we should test our song right now. right now yeah yeah let's do it, it would work <laughs> that's fucking crazy it'll work our youtube video has coming up on 200 which doesn't sound like a lot but we've been getting a lot recently and I've been looking at our click, like the things that matter on YouTube. I've blown my mind out of the water this week looking up shit to how to get views on YouTube. Algorithm. Um, how yes. to hack the algorithm mm-hmm. because I am. <laughs> Gotta. I don't know what, even with like our podcast clips, like I was venting this about Dom and I was like, dude, I don't care how bad people or the world would think our podcast is. There is no way we should be getting two views per video that is absolutely a travesty yeah because like you see the instagram it's like okay 300 plus at least there's seven billion people on the planet and you're telling me that only two one including myself probably me the other yeah (laughs) so only zero people out of seven billion would find this conversation intriguing in any manner I find that very difficult to believe. There's something going on at YouTube, dude. I wonder. I feel like you got to be more clickbait. Jane Goodall might take interest, like studying. You got to yeah. be very clickbait. I <laughs> changed one of our titles. I, I posted the clip of you and me debating over whether or not you'd rather eat cockroach curry or a slice of human meat. Cockroach and curry. No, 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 no. Cockroach curry actually kind of sounds good. Bugs dude. of the future. Have you seen Blade Runner 2049? We're eating dude. bugs, dude. dude. Fuck you guys, dude. A slice of human meat. But anyway, that's not the point of this conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's not the point of this conversation. No, no. Can't go down this <laughs> rabbit hole again. <laughs> not again. I'm sorry. I changed I it out. from... <laughs> I changed it from the title from Would You Rather Eat Cockroach Curry or a Slice of Human Meat? And then the thumbnail was just like a bowl of curry with a couple cockroaches in it. <laughs> Photoshopped in, looked cool. And then it was like either your face or my face. Like I found like a still of one of us being like, oh my God. I was like, yes, perfect YouTube thumbnail. Just exactly what a YouTube thumbnail should look like. And then and then I got back today and I was like, I'm changing this fucking total. I changed it to the best would you rather you'll ever hear. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got to do though. Yeah. And then I wonder how many comments will get being like, this is definitely not the best would you rather. And I'd be like, you definitely still listen more than fucking, I have more than three views now. That's Dude, a fucking if plus. If you look at any of the bigger YouTubers out there, they're, they're um, the, whatever, the titles of the of videos are like, can you believe what he just did? Yeah. yeah. Or it's like, 
are you kidding me? They did what? Yeah. And then you watch the five-minute video, and it's like literally nothing happens. Oh, it's so annoying. And it's like millions and millions of views. Like we changed the, the song name from Tendencies to like, this band has been banned in four states. <laughs> she did what? You won't believe the chorus. <laughs> and they said what? <laughs> It all. <laughs> I mean, there's something so obnoxious about having to be your own marketer and all these things. It's like, I wish that there was just a person that I there's could pay. No, there's like a, a lack of... Um, Separation? No, just like... Um, what's I'm, I'm just being genuine. It's yeah. a lot of like, how do I get as many clicks as possible? Yeah. And it's like, how do I... Fake being looking so fucking cool. Yeah. For the rest of the internet to either love or hate me. Mm -hmm. It's just something so weird about like, even like doing those write ups, it's difficult like to write about your band, you yeah. know? It's so weird. Yeah. It's, it's and strange, like, yeah. like writing your own bio. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. 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 And like, I don't know. It's just, it's hard. It just feels like you're like, again, jerking yourself off to like talk about yourself. Like it matters. <laughs> like Jimmy Seleski met John and Joe Niehaus, blah blah blah, and started writing songs. Blah blah. It's like, who cares? Nobody cares about. Nobody that. fucking Nobody cares. cares. Why do I have to write three about hours so much into a podcast? My, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite about sections on Spotify are like the twenty-two-year-olds who are just making bullshit in their room, and they're just like, like uh, fucking Asi Camara, fucking love her, great like upcoming R and B artist, and her about is just like my name is Asi and I love you, smiley face, and it's just like she makes really yeah. good chill lo-fi R and B pop, and it's yeah. amazing, you know. And I, mean, I think that's the vibe. You just got to find out, like you know, what's that little in a nutshell bullshit joke? It's just like I ended <laughs> our Spotify pitch, and I didn't know if you guys would be mad about this, but mm -hmm. I wrote up about four sentences. Just kind of sent it in, like yeah, writing up, fine. like very like, because that's all they give. They give you like a certain amount of characters. Yeah, right. So I obviously had to cut out like a billion things. Mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. on March 25th, after eating a slice of pepperoni pizza, it's like, <laughs> okay, this is useless information. <laughs> so I got down to the nitty gritty and it just sounded so like, just like write up. -y. I ended it by saying, we hope you think we're cool. Nice, and that's what I sent nice, in as the last nice. sentence of the yeah, thing I'm, to Spotify. I'm sure it was good. Because there's a part of me that's like, if you kind of acknowledge that this is bullshit. Like, dude, look, mm -hmm. you, you're seeing our Spotify. Yeah. You see that we have no monthly listeners. Yeah. yeah. We have 91. The acknowledgement of how ridiculous. 100,000. 100,000. Okay. <laughs> hey, who knows how many 100,000 could be? You know? But, like, I, I didn't tell you guys about that because I was like, oh, they're going to be like, what? You fucking take it seriously. But in a way, that was taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. like, kind of the same thing you're talking about. Like, I'm blah, 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 and we make music. Like, what else do you want us to say? We don't yeah. have anything to say. Yeah, exactly. We have three fucking dudes. It's hard. Because you feel like you're pretending either way, you know, and, and music and art is just all about just like doing you, being authentic yeah. and shit. But, uh, you know, I haven't heard back from Spotify yet, so. <laughs> Apparently they did They'll not. They'll think we're cool. They didn't think we're cool. We'll, think we'll we're hear cool. back. We'll, we'll have a, a Spotify live session. Wouldn't that be a slap Ooh, in the dick next if year. every playlist didn't approve us, but Spotify did? And then Spotify hit up all those playlists and said, we don't think you're cool. Oh, because you didn't think this <laughs> band was cool. Canceled. Fuck. And uh, really, just in general, as stuff comes together, uh, you notice how much shit 
just makes sense that you just didn't do until you do it. And then you're like, why didn't we do this sooner? Mm-hmm. Photos. How do people become fans of a logo? How is it that for <laughs> six years I was making music under a logo and never had the thought, what if we like took some content, like put a face to the music, like did something and put it in front of people that they could actually attach to besides mm-hmm. that? You know, I'm pointing to the logo on the wall. Yeah. yeah you know, get distracted like that. By Evan Williams. The Pollard sign? No, the logo up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Pollard <laughs> sign. Yeah. It's like, Eric is more I've been worshipping a towing company. <laughs> <laughs> Just like simple things like that. Like even this. Uh, I'll probably clip some of these up and put them out on the band Instagram as clips mm-hmm. when we're talking about cool shit, you know? That's just fucking content, dude. Mm-hmm. You know? We need to fucking, at, when we are at the studio, film that shit. Mm-hmm. Edit it up. Make it look dope. Make it look like this is something I feel like we should be paying attention to, mm-hmm. you know? Because it is all bullshit. It is all bullshit. And one of the hardest things you go through when you're not a bullshitter mm-hmm. is marketing because marketing is mostly bullshit. You have a product, but people don't necessarily care about a good crab cake. They care about the best crab cake. The best <laughs> crab cake you'll ever taste. You have to go to this restaurant. It'll change your life. That's what they fucking care about. We have to be the best band of all time ever. Why the fuck not? <laughs> we don't have to be. There's been a lot of bands it's that were the best we band ever that weren't. <laughs> you know? We can be the Fair V-Boats. Enough. What's the V-Boats? B-Boats. What's best that? Best band of all time. Best band of all time. There's a cl- <laughs> Did you guys ever see the movie Pick of Destiny? Yeah. You know, in that one scene, movie? yes, nice. dude. I watched yeah, that last yeah. night. Great, it's very good. Hell yeah. yeah, it's awesome. And first of all, there a lot of the music is like good. Like some it's of their so shit, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. like some of their shit. Like when they get that hook, it rocks. Now it's time to it's <laughs> Tenacious D is like the like, best band to listen to in like middle school, early high school. I went on yeah, a fucking. I just had that shit playing in the background while I was making my scrambled eggs. Tribute <laughs> is one of the one of like I love that song. Phenomenal song. song. It's it's phenomenal song. I mean, sure. they've made Wonder the movie Boy. about that song basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a clip uh, from that movie where Jack Black is having a dream that he got the pick of destiny and he goes and they're playing on stage at the open mic that they're trying to get into. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in his dream, the, the open mic host that like shut him down earlier in the movie goes up on stage and he's like, the band asked me not to read this, but the hell with it. I am going to read this because I wrote it. This band <laughs> is the best band ever. <laughs> Period. Tenacious <laughs> D. I was thinking that'd be funny just to fucking have that before something of ours. Just something like that, dude. Just something where that'd it's just like... Amazing. It just, yeah, we gotta fuck around more. Like, honestly, I, it would be so easy to just leave one of the microphones on and catch a jam, like 15 seconds of a jam over the course of like an hour playing together during practice and then make a fucking two-second gif that looks kind of trippy. Gif? And whatever. Yeah, and then just throw that up on the story. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Some bullshit. Yeah, something cool. And you can't be taking yourself too... Like, I was thinking maybe... Never take yourself too... Acknowledge that the first few won't be good. Yeah. And then... I was thinking maybe we'll post the same thing I did with the SoundCloud thing. We'll wait a little bit, and then maybe we'll post a little collage of all the negative feedback we got. Just something like <laughs> that. Just, yeah, just like exactly. post something like that. Like, yeah. these exactly. are all fucking shit. And just let people fucking go. Like, these people don't know what they're... Because that would honestly get people more amped up, I feel like, than true, the compliments. True. You know? <laughs> oh, for sure. You know? Something like that. Just fucking make it fun. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. 
That's really all. It takes a long time to figure that out, though. Yeah, I mean, if you're yeah. an idiot, you know. But <laughs> that, Bro, that would be that my. I'm doing all this like fucking <laughs> hey. stupid artsy bullshit. I'm just like, no, <laughs> fuck these people. <laughs> that is what motivates people. Vendettas. Dundada, dundada. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Well, I guess we can wrap it up. Sure. If you propose to. Yeah, we've been going for a while. Uh, well, let's see. Plugs. You got any plugs, dude? Fuck no, dude. No plugs? I bear, I just got my first Pfizer shot. That's that, my plug. I, that, fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many shots? It's two, right? Yeah. yeah. My arm fucking still hurts. Oh, damn. When did you do that? Uh, just yesterday. Um, Wait for round yeah. two. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Does Liz have it? It sucks. Huh? Liz have it? Uh, she got her first one like a week or so ago. Nice. She got Moderna. I so got you guys Moderna. about to be fucking vaxxing, relaxing, baby. Vaxxing, so, relaxing. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. That's sweet. Lackadance. You guys all have your shits done done with? I got number two on Tuesday. Nice. Same here. Hell yeah. Coolio. Uh-huh. Plug in the vaxes. Moderna. Moderna. Pfizer boy. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> Pfizer. <laughs> Pfizer. Pfizer. <laughs> I, I hate that we live in a reality where it's like, oh, which... Which one, did you get J and J? Yeah. I mean, it's Moderna? just this, you know, the modern. Uh, yeah. What are you, red or blue? Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Somebody yeah. said, Johnson, "Oh, you play yellow." Blue. Yeah. Yeah, I can get um, <laughs> uh, Weedle. Hell <laughs> yeah! I got Pfizer. I can get a Weedle. <laughs> just crush Cerulean Gym with my B drill. Oh, yeah. Somebody said that the Johnson and Johnson is going to become the droid phone of vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. Which I can see that. <laughs> I can I can see that. I was like hoping to get that one before all the controversy because I just wanted to get one shot and be done with it. Yeah. 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 That would have been nice. I mean, but honestly, no, it's crazy. I didn't even really feel the needle. I don't know what the fuck they did, but they did it so quick that I didn't even feel the needle. Yeah. Me neither. I felt mine same as any other shot. I mean, I felt a pinch, but it wasn't yeah. like I was going to die. Yeah. Some of, I wonder how much the Johnson and Johnson is getting a lot of flack. Like, what is it? Like six people had complications out of like it's a like million. It's like point zero 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 four two percent. The, the fucked up thing about the, or at least the thing that I don't understand about the pauses is that compared to a control group, the blood clots are less likely to happen than like not taking a, <laughs> a yeah. shot at all. So yeah. like, why yeah. is it a problem? Yeah, I don't know how they determine the causal link, but uh, that's what I don't understand. It's like being afraid of getting struck. By lightning or something. You think it's a little pharma <laughs> yeah. pharma uh, collusion where the two other companies that are competing for the government contract because that's what it is, a government contract, right? Like, right. They're I, getting all these companies are competing for getting paid by the government to administer vaccines to the public, mm-hmm. and they maybe put out a bad press against Johnson and Johnson, scared the public, and now they're making more money. Yeah, I mean, I, I I haven't seen evidence of that, but I wouldn't necessarily be surprised. And either way, those companies are definitely taking advantage of oh, yeah. the chaos. So yeah, I mean, it was always like a sense. race to whoever gets it yeah. first mm-hmm. because they're just mm-hmm. going to get the most money. If right. I'm sitting here in a garage thinking of that, the guy sitting at the top of his tower <laughs> making a billion making dollars, money, yeah. he's thinking of that. They're thinking <laughs> Absolutely of that. Absolutely not. All yeah, right, this yeah. isn't a novel idea. Exactly. But uh. Yeah, shouts out to you guys for that. That's dope. Uh, Eric Glazer across the yeah, board. G L E S E R. G L A S E. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm trying to throw people off the trail. Follow my friend Eric Glazer. 
G-L-E. <laughs> uh, plugs for us. We have a big... Our, I would say this is our biggest band date of the year. We were actually... We had another awesome gig lined up in September. The guy called me up and he was like, Hey, I talked to you three years ago at Anchor Bay. And I was like, this guy's making this up. I don't know. A place called Anchor Bay. <laughs> I was like mid eating a bagel. And I was like, what would you say? Where's that? Annapolis? He's like, nope, Essex. I was like, okay, whatever. And then he's like, you know, I got this big band gig. And then I sent him the contract, everything. He agreed to the price and everything. And then two days later, after I sent the email, I woke up and he was like, hey, turns out my daughter already got a DJ. And that just furthered my fucking hatred of DJs. It's like, God damn it. God damn it. Just taking our jobs, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've never had a good experience with one. They're fine people. They're fine people. They're just, but they're not sending their best. They, they, they work contrary to my profession. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck them. Natural rivals. I got respect for DJs, but you know, just swindle us out of a thousand dollar gig, dude. Probably because you're gonna walk in there with a laptop and two speakers and fucking just play Pandora or Spot. Sorry, not Pandora. Spotify. Your fucking yeah. Spotify playlist. You'll just look at the bride's playlist mm-hmm. and play that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the table spinning. 2021 wedding bangers. Whatever, dude. That's what we're gonna play. We're gonna play 2002 wedding bangers. <laughs> That's what people want to fucking True. hear. Did you hear back from that playlist yet? Or <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> oh, we would make that playlist so easily. We need a song about a terrible relationship for our wedding bangers playlist. <laughs> um, but we have a, a, a real gig, an uncanceled gig as of yet coming up. If you're listening to this now, it's Friday when we released it. So it'll be tomorrow, Saturday, at the Sagamore Spirit Distillery in Port Covington, Baltimore City, Maryland. And uh, I don't know if it's a private ticketed event. I don't know. Um, Let's say it's not. And if you show up and they ask you for $10, hey, you're already that far. You know, you're already in Port Cove. You might as well pay the 10 bucks. Um, But that is a weather permitting gigs i don't know i'm really hoping that it doesn't rain seriously i'm really hoping it doesn't rain because if i'm being very forthcoming we need that money in our band fund we're like 400 right now we we made the assumption that it would be there yeah we i like there was something like literally after i found out the studio was the studio day was going to be 650 dollars i was like we went from having money to not having money real fucking quick. <laughs> <laughs> so we need we need this gig. Please don't rain. Please don't rain. Um, other than that, nothing band wise. I'm playing at Ampersy tonight, six and nine, and uh, you voted for it. You said it. Barley's Backyard, Uptown and Taos, and Baltimore's Best Bar. The Baltimore Bar Classic winner, 2021. I will be there. From the hot primetime hours of 4 to 7 on Sunday, April 25th, (laughs) just after lunch, just before dinner, baby, stop in. Post mimosa. (laughs) For fucking Brenner, baby. Just in time for shift change. (laughs) I'm going to have to tip out my bartender (laughs) mid-set. The Barley's Backyard in Towson, Maryland. Baltimore's best bar and worst music scheduler. (laughs) No, shouts out to you guys. I'll be seeing a lot of you very soon. You don't know. Uh, But yeah, at sophomore MD. If you don't know how to spell sophomore 
consider going back to the 10th grade of high school and relearning it because you should know how to spell sophomore. It's three O's. You figure out where they go. And then MD, like the state, kind of rhymes with Baltimore, Maryland. That's why I like it. Very ringing off the tongue, you know? Still sitting on the at sophomore handle on Instagram, just waiting on it till they make it available again. Ooh. Just got to jump on it before that Aussie bitch jumps <laughs> on it. Fucking. True. What's a derogatory term for an Australian? Piker. I mean, it's bad enough Spider being from Australian. Spider monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Spider monkey. A dingo. Dingo. I like that. Yeah. Just that fucking dingo slut doesn't dissolve <laughs> my fucking fan's name before I do. <laughs> so I'm watching the clock on that. Other than that, um, LFTS podcast across the board, live from the studio. We're on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. That's your podcast app. We are on YouTube. Consider going to YouTube. You could be one of our first ever views. <laughs> Getting early. Yeah, you can be the first comment on a lot of the videos. A lot of videos. You just got to beat out my mom who posts on <laughs> podcast clips saying how depressing they are. <laughs> I cannot have that be the only comment. <laughs> so definitely hit us up it's on there. to the bottom. <laughs> and uh, until next week, y'all. Peace. Oh, wait. Do you guys oh, have it- anything to plug? Or do you want to say your Instagram handles or... It's, it's been fun chilling with you guys. That's all. Yeah, I had a <laughs> good so time. <laughs> if okay. you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Johnny Brisket. Because my content is just mm-hmm. fire. fucking roast <laughs> fire. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe, you want to? I'm fucking Knee House ninety eight, like the body part and um, um. Like and home. I have a private account with like 200 followers of my friends. So yeah. I would probably ignore you, but I would be very flattered anyway. Um, I was importantly, s- we're fucking sophomore. And I hope you come out and uh, see us sometime soon and listen to our new song, which we Listen really to Tendencies. Comment on YouTube <laughs> that you like the song and that yeah, you're not depressed while you like it. Like Jimmy's mom's comment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Make, pin that as It'll probably cheer her up a little bit if you liked my mom's comment. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Let Irene know she is loved. <laughs> and by the way, shout out to Joe for making the lyric video. It was a game changer. True Thank game you. changer. You. you got so a lot of fun. A lot of positive feedback on that. Everybody Thanks. was saying the visual was sick. Hell yeah. Chorus wasn't there, but the, the, the video, <laughs> the video definitely <laughs> fucking was, y'all. Until next there. week. Peace. Peace. Bye. Take it easy.